Listen, dog. I don't know why you hate us so much. We right beat y'all th- this season. Y'all get y'all get back. Y'all get back right. It'll Look, be okay. man, y'all motherfuckers finished with a worse record than us. How did that happen? We're we're trash, and you lost to a trash team. Like well, I don't have to tell you that y'all trash. Okay, good. Yeah, save me but, time. But yeah, <laughs> but you lost to a trash team. So, you and know. and we had a trash quarterback starting at the time. So, how about that? I still got a trash quarterback. Fuck you, man. <laughs> the fuck you talking about? Jalen Hurts is the shit. Jalen Hurts is you know he is shit. He's not great. He's gonna be the next one out like hey. Tua. I'll Ricky, save it for the show. Ricky, do I'll you do you want to talk about Tua? That's what I was going to ask you. Do you yeah. want to talk about Tua? Because we have no, we can talk we can talk about Tua, but I, like I want to talk about Tua. But if you sit here and say to me that if you sit here and say to me that Jalen hurts his shit, like you wild, like you like literally, this is the reason why the show is called the Eye Test because we watch this dude. If you watch him, you watch him deliver those passes. His passes are on point. They're on target. They're to the person's hands. He can't control whether or not the person catches it. Like that's a totally that's a totally different thing. And he does all the right things that like the elite quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes does, or that you would see from Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, where like he runs he runs the amount of yards that he's going to get. If he's only going to get if he's only going to get two yards. Guess what? He's sliding at two yards. He's not taking unnecessary hits. He's getting out of bounds. You, he's doing all the smart shit as well. Like people talk about him crazy, and I think a lot of that is based off of his first two years, where in college, where and everybody's discounting his uh the year where he had to come in for Tua and finish up, and they discounting his year in Oklahoma. Like that's, which is a fear because his year in Oklahoma shows that he had a lot of growth as a quarterback. I'll save it for the show unless you just want to get this argument out the way so we can go through the show quicker. But if you're not, I'm going to spit it out anyway. (laughs) Your boy is not that great. The playbook is like this. He looks okay when the playbook is like this. The minute they go like this and start opening it up, he was doing some wild shit. You can't keep saying that. He can throw the court. He has to throw the ball, and it depends on the wide receiver to catch it. Nelson Aguilar is over there at the Raiders catching shit from Derek Carr. Derek Carr is trash. Well, let me put it this way. You're talking about opening up the playbook. This is Josh Josh Allen's third year. Am I not not mistaken? Yeah. They're just now opening up the playbook for Josh Allen. Right. It takes years. No, why didn't they open that playbook up for Josh Allen? Inconsistency. They you don't up Brown. You you had Brown. Brown sick as hell would kick in. He couldn't play or he was hurt. Who, who yeah. do you throw to then? Cole Beasley? Cole Beasley's not going to, you know, go on the outside and get you some shit done. On the inside to the slot, sure. But that's not going to win you a game. But He's it, not Jordy Nelson. But then I'll leave, I'll leave you with this. I want you to name, and this should be, this should be very easy for you. Uh, I want you to name five quarterbacks over the last over the last 15 years that have gotten an opened up playbook within their first season. Pat Mahomes, James Winston, uh, Deshaun Watson. I just had somebody in my head and I can't remember his fucking name. 
uh, uh, Herb, Herbert from the Chargers from this year. And well, uh, what's his name had an open book? Uh, dude who on Cincinnati, uh, Burrow. His book was plenty of open. They were doing any and everything. He was Herbert, throwing 6,000 times a game. Yeah, Herbert. Herbert he was throwing 600,000 slants a game, dog. Yeah. Herbert's Herbert, book. Well, first, first of all, right. yeah, first of all, Bur- Burrow's book was, is not open. <laughs> his book is not. If you watch the games, his book was not open. He was throwing 60 yeah. times, yeah. but that book was not open. If that book but, was open, they would have been. They would have been putting up more points, and he wouldn't and, have to throw six. No, no, no. And, se- and secondly, to Deshaun, to your Deshaun Watson point, it's very easy to have an open book when you only got two pages. Like so, <laughs> the, hey, and and and, and 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 I'll hit you with this one: Patrick Mahomes don't even count because it was the second season. Oh, he doesn't. No, see, I knew you were going to try doing that, but he didn't play the first season. He studied the playbook for a whole season. Right. That's his his first his first season where he got to play. That's not on me that they had Alex. But what I'm saying is that doesn't. You still need time to learn the playbook. If you get an extra year, it's a head start. It's like just like Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers first came into the game, even though it was his first year starting, he won a Super Bowl. You know why? Because he studied the playbook for five years. Like it's okay. So what's Lamar Jackson excuse? The Lamar Jackson. The playbook still ain't open. The no, playbook the play, is. The playbook still ain't no, open. No, no, the That's playbook. The no, no, the play. <laughs> now, when it comes to Lamar, no, no, no. When it comes to Lamar Jackson, the playbook is open. We've just we've seen that they don't have the personnel to execute a real playbook. Like Hollywood oh. is trash. Hollywood that is play, absolute trash. That playbook is not that big, Mark. I know that it's not, but not no, big. I know, but I know it's not big. But we're, but they're a running team. Hollywood's like the, like you're not going. Hollywood's gonna... not trash. That that's a lie. You know you, what happened? You you know. Is... Have you seen his so... wide open drop? Their what are we talking so about? Their playbook is so bad that everyone knows when when Lamar Jackson throws the ball, where's the ball going? Let, let's just play pop quiz now. Where's the ball going to go? Where in the field is the ball going to go? It's going to go to the. It's going to go towards the middle to Mark Jackson, and I mean not Mark Jackson, Everybody Mark Andrews. Knows, no, no, it goes to the middle every time. He can't throw to the sideline or any of that. Once you start doing that, things start opening up a little bit more. But you know what happened to Lamar? Lamar said, "You motherfuckers gave me COVID. Y'all talking shit. I'm running this ball now." And then no, shit got the crap. no. He said, "I'm running this ball now because you guys got forty fucking drops out here. What's good with you?" Like he was like, I'm done. No, 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 I'm no. done. No, like, listen, no. listen. I really need the NFL to start tracking drops because these motherfuckers. No, no. Like you can you can look them up, but you're not. But it's not a track stat in in the NFL. It's not an official NFL. It's not official NFL track stat. So like, I need the NFL to officially start tracking drops because I promise you, if they did, you would see. You would see Hollywood with probably twenty this season, and then you would see, and you would see Mark Andrews, who was his best receiver by far. He had at least twelve. Here's something interesting, though. If you go look it up, you know they have more drops last year than this year. Yeah, that's what they. they that's what they said. Well, well, well just I'll just I'll just I'll let you in on a little secret here, Ricky. I'll let you in on a little secret because this is something that me and Mark did at the beginning of the season. We were trying to track uh, drops for certain players and, and things like this. We found three different sources with three different numbers for drops. Yeah, 
It's very so it's not it's it's not like you can't even trust anything, and that's why he's saying he wants it to be an official NFL track staff to get accurate numbers because like there was one where we were looking somebody up, it was like man these guys, I think it was like Deontay Johnson, and we and this is like halfway through the season, and it was like they like one shit said he had twelve drops, one of them said he had like five, and I'm like that's kind of a big gap to like yeah a, that's a huge gap and, and the one if you, watch, and, if you watch the games, how many has Deontay Johnson had? And the one that he said he had five, he had game. five in a game. He had, yeah. he had five drops in one looked, game. We like, looked it like, up after he had about? that first he, – after he had his really first really bad game, because I think it was the game right after they had force-fed uh, – what's his name? Claypool. No, no. It was Claypool. after Claypool had his coming out party. The very next game, they just they just tried to force feed Deontay Johnson, and he dropped like a bunch of balls. And we went to track it that day, and like I said, there was a page that had him put five drops on the season. I'm like, man, I watched him drop five today. Like, what you guys talk about? Like, and that's when we found out that it, it I mean people do kind of track it, but it's not very accurate at all. It's crazy gotcha, how inaccurate gotcha. it is. Yeah. So I mean, not, not to discredit anything that you're saying, but that's that's just something we found out. So that's why we don't even look up drops anymore like that. Like we we try not to. Yeah, but well, yeah. with that being said, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the eye test. I'm your host, Mark Coles. I am with Sean Redacted and Ricky. What's good? Um, anyway, my, my we, last name's Scott. Yeah, my, that's my right, Scott. Ricky you know, Scott. Man, I'm not gonna keep having this conversation with Mark every week, yo. He just don't look. Get it. Listen, he's not listen, very smart, guys. Fam, he's not really smart. He don't, fam, he don't pick you gonna you gonna have to understand. You created this, so your name is Sean Redacted. That's it. That like that's what. Why we don't are you now. just go back to? Why don't you go back to the way it was, where you were just saying your first name and airing out my entire government name? Why don't you but just go no, back to because that, that never <laughs> happened. Mark, like I need tapes, or it didn't happen. You what are you man? talking about? It, Dude, this we are recording. We show are recording. Like I can go show back to that footage. episode. Like show I can go footage. back to that episode. Like Do it doesn't that, matter. Doctor like, like a dinosaur. Yeah, like like <laughs> Doug. Just understand. <laughs> Sorry, just understand. You're Sean Redacted now. That's it. This is right. crazy, bro. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show where we question what you see on the stat line with what you see with your eyes. We were with uh, Ricky Scott, like I said before. Uh, welcome back, Ricky. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're going, and with that, man, we already started, as you can see, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, continuing this conversation that I guess we fell into and we already having. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, like getting back to the original point, there is no like that dude is showing growth and not only that but he's showing like he he has a mentality for this sport that no that i wouldn't i'm not going to say no other player has but i'm going <laughs> to say about to thank you yeah Ricky yeah like i'm not going yeah i'm not going to say that like that it started to come out and i was like that's completely false but like i'm going to say he has a mentality that's perfect for this sport like this dude like like, just look at the guy that he's replacing. You have a guy that he's replacing that can't handle any form of competition. Anytime there's somebody that 
that does something better than him or somebody that's underneath him that could possibly take his job or whatever, he folds. Like he I mean he folds he folds like laundry. It's crazy. But you have but you look at Jalen Hurts, who had his starting job taken in Oklahoma, took it with pride and was chill, came like came in for the guy that um that replaced him, performed excellent. And and the guy still got the job, and he didn't bitch him on. He just went to another school, improved his game, put up put up numbers that was right on par with Justin Herbert, um in in um in his final year, and then comes back, and now he was he's in, in the Heisman. Heisman. He was uh, he was in the Heisman talks, man. Yeah, he was in a. I mean, he was like the Heisman but, finalist, wasn't he? Yeah, but yes, yeah. he was a Heisman finalist. But in my opinion. Yeah. That particular year being in the Heisman talk was pointless because, like, it was Joe Burrow and every like everybody yeah, else, everybody was, just, else yeah. was so far beneath that. Like they were just, just visitors, you know. Yeah, they like were just, they were just spectators. <laughs> yeah, like you're just here, like, like all the other finalists because like we need to have two other people here. You guys really don't have a shot, so like, like it just wasn't, but. Point being, he had an excellent year, his final year, um, and that was with a whole new school. And then he comes to the Eagles, performs admirably, and with terrible talent. And now, and now we'll see. Hopefully, we'll see what he does next year. I don't know if he'll be on the team next year, or where what his future may hold. Honestly. I just want. I know I do want better for him than Doug Peterson and the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Ricky, man, I, I'm gonna let you respond before I respond. So, I know you want to say what you gotta get. Get get your shit off, Ricky. Go ahead. Um, that boy's trash. It's easy <laughs> to look good when it's it's very easy to look good when you're on a failing team especially when there's nothing else you can't do but go up. Like, if you just just decide, hey, I don't want to get sacked 60 times in the first fucking quarter. You're already looking better than win. That's not very hard to do. So it's like one of those things you guys are excited over somebody that's just being average. I don't, I don't understand where you're getting all this, oh, we have this great, talented person. We're, we're going to go to the – that just sounds like Eagles fandom because nobody else that's not an Eagles fan is talking like this for this guy. They're like, oh, you know, he's out there performing, you know. He ran a few yeah, times. Yeah, but a like – A couple of passes. Like, like I'm, I'm going to respond, Mark. I got it. I got it. I'm going to respond. So so here's the, here's the thing that you're missing, Ricky. Now, you threw out words out there that you, – you threw out words out there that Mark never used. We weren't talking – nobody talked about how talented he was. Because there's always going to be guys that are ta- that are more talented. Um, there's a there's um, there's certain players in this league that play quarterback that do all the little things right, and that's what propels them into into where they're you know into the upper echelon of quarterbacks. Um, I'll say and, and I'll say this: people forget, like uh, when you talk about arm talent and just talent in general, Peyton Manning was not the most talented quarterback he did not like i've said this before he did not have crazy zip on his balls he did not um (laughs) pause (laughs) you know what i'm saying 
like he like he could he could throw a deep ball, but he wasn't gonna like he's not gonna laser one in there or squeeze something in there. There's a whole reason why he used to get up and come to practice, you know, come to the games four hours early and run his routes with his receivers because everything was based on timing. You know, he was not a talented he did not have the arm talent that a lot of these other quarterbacks had. But what he did was all the little things right. You have quarterbacks that came before Hurts, like a Big Ben or a Russell Wilson, who when they first showed up, they did not have an open playbook. But what you could see in that time where they're playing with the reduced playbook is, hey, they make the reads. Hey, they they get out of trouble when the trouble comes. They know how to they, they elude pressure pretty good for somebody that's under duress, right? They, they, um, they protect the ball, meaning they don't go out there and just sling a bunch of interceptions. They, you know, they throw the ball away when they need to. They slide when they need to. They get out of bounds when they need to. A lot of people shit on Russell Wilson and, his, and the level of play that he had when people started praising him the first year because people were like, yo, he has this defense. They they snuck into the playoffs at seven and nine. They had the catch play against Green Bay where people felt like they shouldn't have won that game. They shouldn't have even been in the playoffs in the first place. And they felt like the defense and the running game was carrying him. But guess what? What the what the actual experts saw was, yes, all of that is true. Yes, the playbook is reduced. Yes, he's being carried by these guys. But those little things that stop your that stop your quarterback from fucking up a game is what is what he had already. Now, granted, Russell had the talent leg-wise. He had the talent arm-wise. He could do all these things. He could make plays outside of the pocket. Yes, Hurts can't do what Russell Wilson does. Hurts is not Big Ben, who's a, a walking statue where P just shreds tackles off of him. But guess what Jalen Hurts does better than a lot of these young cats that come out in their first season? Shut the he fuck does, up. He does all the professional quarterback shit. Everybody can't be a Justin Herbert. Like, Jalen Hurts is never going to be a top five quarterback. He's never going to be a top – he might not ever be a top eight quarterback, but I can tell you right now, he is going to be a starter. He, he is more than likely if – he, if he continues to do the little things that he's doing right now, he will be a starter for a very long time in this league. Okay. Is that uh, a fair it, assessment? It, is that a fair no. assessment? No. Okay, so before Mark gets crazy, let me get a few things out the way. Tyrod Taylor 2.0 ain't going to do shit. Damn. He's not going to do anything. This is a you know? <laughs> where things have changed. I'm glad you brought Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson in because this is why. He's a perfect example of how the league used to be. Everybody else, when he came in, I don't remember any experts trying to shoot him, bell anything. They all said he was shit, even when the defense was carrying he had a crazy-ass Pete Carroll who was like, I believe in you because you believe in Jesus, and I like Jesus. That's the truth behind that. That's what happened with that. He had a coach that believed in him. He rocked with him. They were winning, so no one complained. If he didn't have that defense, he would have been out of here. But no, what I'm now, saying, no, when they ask you a question, as a Seattle Seahawks fan, did you think he was all the trash that everybody thought he was? He was serviceable. He was Alex Smith. He was serviceable, but we were winning. That's, that's, that's the difference. It's funny that you win. say that because that's what I would compare it to. I won't compare it to Go that ahead. because this is the difference now in today's league. You don't have that type of talent. If you're not winning now, you're the fuck out of here. We've seen so many quarterbacks come in and out, in and out, unless they get lucky and get put behind somebody like, like an Andrew Luck, 
or, or, or like uh, you get put on Belichick's team where you get to sit behind Tom Brady this whole time, where you get people like your quarterback, who I won't name, looks like you fools can, go to me. You can name no, him. I, I, don't, I, I don't talk filth. I'm, I'm respectful. Oh, come on. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't. I'm not going to accept that shit from a fucking Seahawks fan. That's what they're for. Go ahead. You filthy, filthy Go man. We beat y'all. That's the point. But that's the problem that we're having. We're in, a, we're in a time now with football where there is no time. You either fucking win now, produce now, or you're out the door, rolling to the next talented person. There's but too you, much talent coming in from college right but, now. But Everybody wants but, to get on. But see, what you, what you fail to realize is, number one, he's playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, where it doesn't matter what you do there, you have unlimited time. This so why is Carson Wentz looking out to be out the door? They should they have, they should have, look, you could say that, but he just got a five-year contract extension. Recently, he still has three years left on his contract. No, he, you he, can say no, he, he has he has five years left on his contract. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. He still has a, a whole five he, years left on his contract. Because he, he signed. He signed. This is just how stupid my team is. He signed the contract in a year that that they didn't have to resign him yet. They could have like they could have pushed for the extent. Uh, for the extension on the first contract, but they re-signed him, and this was the final year of his actual. Okay. Contract. Okay. Okay. See. Okay. But well, let me get let me get back to this. I'm gonna try to get this get through this real quick. But he um. But like I said, he's got years on it. The Eagles aren't forcing him out of here. The Eagles. They benched him. What I, he was listen trash. To what, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. He got he got benched by pressure. It's not the Eagle, the Eagles organization was not the ones that were just like you know what man we're tired of this cat, and and if you and if even if you say that right it doesn't make sense for them to sign him for five years and then the very next year be like yo he's gone like what I'm telling what I'm telling you is he still has gotten more time than I feel like he should have gotten. Now Way he's more. gotten more time than what most what what most other quarterbacks usually get. What I'm saying is the time span for a quarterback to produce in Philly is a little bit longer than it is everywhere else. Yes, you're still on a leash. Yes, you, you, you're not, it's not a two-year thing. They're not going to keep it for two years and then trash you. But I will say this. When you talk about the, the way the league changed, another thing that changed in the league, Ricky, is, is offense. A lot of these offensive coordinators, these young offense, a lot of these teams have young offensive coordinators that have changed the game to where it's, hey, we, we're trying to make it more of a league where your playmakers make the plays and not the quarterback. There's a reason why somebody like Mitch Trubisky could put up numbers. There's a reason why Alex Smith can throw for almost 4,000 yards in a season. You know, it's because they, these offensive coordinators design these playbooks so that the quarterback, if you get a quarterback that can protect the ball, then you have a chance to win because they're going to make, they're going to just put the playmakers in position for them to do all the dirty work. You over here talking about Josh Allen, not, not being all that. Guess what? Guess what, Josh Allen? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I never said Josh Allen no, wasn't all that. Well, not I that. Said Josh Allen. But we're talking about how the, the difference between Josh Allen having, having Stephon Diggs there and having these other guys there. Like, the offensive coordinators are just put, they're putting these guys in position to, to, to look good. Like, we're going to let the playmakers make the plays. You just got to get on the ball. Like, I think Josh Allen's stats this year – is above what his actual ability is. I think if he did not have the offensive coordinator that he has right now, then he would not, even with Stephon Diggs, he would not put up these numbers. 
this efficiently. But that's why you see a lot more efficiency out of the quarterback position today. It's because offensive, quarter, quarter, offensive coordinators are no longer looking to throw to the outside all the time and take those 50-50 chances. They're throwing to slot receivers or outside receivers on crossing patterns over the middle to get them to catch a five-yard pass to take it to the house. It's the, like, how many times have you seen a game where they're like, yo, this, this quarterback has thrown 40 times and only attempted a ball a pass past 15 yards, like three times. It happens every game. Jake Carson, I mean, Jalen Hurts does not have to have the arm talent as everybody else. He just has to be able to be an, a, a cerebral quarterback, which I believe he he is. He's he's more cerebral than people are giving him credit for, man. What's that's that? What does I that mean? What that's is that? all I see from him. His best plays are those run plays. That's that's it. I'm tired of seeing the running quarterback. Like, Lamar Jackson, I what, what, what I'm saying is that's a, throw the ball. No, see, no, this is the thing. You're saying that's his best plays. I'm saying that just because he can't make something happen out of nothing with his arm does not mean that he cannot be a good quarterback in this league. This, this is my thing. You, you just now proved why he's going to probably just bounce out. He's never going to be on a team where he has that offensive coordinator. Philly don't got it. If they had it, I guess Carson Wentz would be serviceable, right? So, so what's he going to do? He's in, a, he's in a place where they got a guy that you guys just said had a five-year contract that's probably yeah. not going to go anywhere, so they're going to trade him now? I can't speak to the offensive coordinator that they have now. All I'm telling, you, all I'm telling you is I looked at a lot of trash court. Like, here's a better question. Since we're since we talking about it, who's better? Tua, who do you think is better, Tua or Hurts? That's like asking me, like, glad bags or, or, or hefty. Like, uh, <laughs> shit. You know what, Mark, I'm going to let you talk to him. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you want to continue with this topic or if you want to go somewhere else, man. I'll be fair. I'll take, I'll take Hurts in that one because Tua is bad. Like, do, do you see what I'm saying? Tua is bad. And why would you take Hurts over Tua? Because he, he throws the ball over less. You know what? Tua doesn't even turn the ball over less. He can't get it downfield. I see the game like the the game before last when they killed Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, I think he had like thirty attempts and twenty six of them got through, and he had like what sixty two yards. Like what the fuck? But, but, you, let me you, put, you're going up for one let, yard. What, what Ricky, are you doing? Ricky, you like this stat because I saw this shit in one of my um Facebook groups. Man, it's a bunch of Dallas sports guys, and um they they put up a stat like somebody was talking about it, like well two only he he's only thrown like he went like 10 10 touchdowns and five interceptions over the last like six games and right 10 touchdowns five interceptions over the last six games and they're like and three of them was in that last game so really it was he came into that game with eight touchdowns and two it, he came into that game with like eight touchdowns and two interceptions and i was like does anybody not see That's... the problem with this dude only throwing 10 touchdowns in six games that's like, a terrible and then, set. And, and, and then somebody said this. Somebody said, this dude, you got to look at it the correct way. Say it right. He threw 10 touchdowns and five interceptions throwing five-yard passes. Yeah, like – How are you throwing in that many interceptions with the, with the passes that he's throwing, the short passes that he's throwing? Like, perfect to, to your example, Ricky, he's not throwing downfield. He's getting picked off. He's getting picked off when they're trying to make the playbook easy for him. I think Tua, I think Tua's got about two more years in him before he finds him like a bench. <laughs> I think they've invested too much. Thank you. They invested too much. He drafted too high. He's drafted too high. No way. No way. But 
man, you know what looks bad, Ricky? It's when you is when you have Fitzpatrick have the year that he was having, and then you bring Tua in, and then he starts having the year that he's having, and then every time they go into the fourth quarter down by three, they sit Tua to bring Fitzpatrick in. This is insane. Like I don't know what the hell they're doing out there in Miami, but even even like them pulling him out in the in the last two drives of these games lets me know that they think he's trash. But the fact that they continue to let him start lets me know that they have to because they invested too much. Well, it's not that they much. have to. It's more so. Oh, no, they so, don't have to. But, you you know, the politics of it. The politics yeah, of it. yeah. It's, the, it's all about yeah. the politics That's of it. That's why I said two more years. This, this always comes down. Say, you know? These type <laughs> of, de- these like, you and I have discussed this. These type of decisions when it comes he's, to he's people Blake like Tua. P- these type of decisions comes down to. He almost got to a Super Bowl. Don't say that. <laughs> Like he's Blake Bortles. Hey, the sun signs on the sun signs on the dog's ass every once in a while. That's what they say, dog. Look, Blake Bortles, where is he? Can you tell me where he is? He's still in the league, but I'm just asking you. Do you even he know where he is? Wasn't he on the Rams? Didn't he see, go there and see, Dana was like, I don't know where he's like, I'm, 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 <laughs> like, see, you're taking, you're taking too long to tell me where he's at for a guy that just was three years removed from almost going to the Super Bowl. Listen. Tua ain't even got there. And he's the guy of defense. Miami was like looking better than the Steelers defense at one Look, point. Man. He still oh, couldn't fine, get fine. You're telling me you're, the fact that you're telling me that I'm disrespecting Blake Bortles by saying Tua is the same is enough to, is enough for me here. Mark, your thoughts, Tua. What, what's, what's your thoughts on Tua, man? Um, I don't think Tua's it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I but I didn't really think he was it coming. Like, I didn't think he was it coming out neither. Like, I, um, honestly, when it, like, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is about Tua that, that made me say, like, nah, I'm cool, but, like, it was just always something about him that I was like, eh, I'd rather not go near that guy, but then especially him coming back from the injuries, I was like, yeah, that's dumb. Like, like that's a that's dead beat. I'm not taking that flyer on a guy that essentially was broken, and then like you glued them back together, and I'm Man. supposed to believe in that. Like, no, <laughs> well, I'm well, he it. had all the red flags, Mark. He was oh. he had plenty of time to recover, right? He said he wasn't going to do anything for the combine. Yes, people are going to be like, well, he was injured and. You could like he was like I'm not doing any parts. I'm not doing a wonderlick test. I'm not doing shit. Y'all, y'all try. Hey, like I don't know if you've ever been through a house buying process, but whenever a motherfucker is selling the shit as is, part of the process is if the seller as is, you are not allowed to go see the house. And they selling to it as is and saying you can't see the goods. You can't visit this man. You can't. You can't put him through no workout. You can't even see him throw the ball. It's like. Dog, y'all still gonna take him that high? Okay, fuck it, man. Y'all asking for it, man. Everything, all the red flags was there. He remember after he got healthy, this man was healthy enough to play probably week three, and they still didn't bring him in. What 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 position was he drafted in? He was like hell if I know. He was like two or three. Um, he wasn't that high, was he? Well, it's Miami because Justin because so Her- Justin Herbert was. I can't let me look. Miami was one of those top picks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 
Pick right. five? Yikes. I wouldn't even still, pick that's five. Still, okay, yeah. five is still too high. Five is still Way too high. Too I, high. Thought, I, I honestly thought that maybe if somebody took a flyer on him in the first round, it would probably be like 15, 17. And yeah, I, thought, I personally thought that nobody should even 17? take him. I feel like nobody – yeah, if somebody – that's what I'm saying. I thought 17 would have been jumping out the window. I'm saying I don't think anybody should have taken him to late second, late second round. He should have been drafted where Jalen Hurts was drafted. That motherfucker <laughs> wouldn't have been drafted ever on my board. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I didn't want him either. I wouldn't have wanted him either. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like, Tua, Tua, Tua no, is – No, 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 no. He would have been great for y'all. On, on the, the Niners, he would have been great. I would have loved that. That would have been like – the best Why? Because ever. we have one of those quarter. We have one of those uh, one of those offensive <laughs> coordinators. Look, man, all you gotta do is just give you, somebody the ball. Give somebody. <laughs> don't worry, we'll we'll run the ball forty times. Just give somebody the ball without turning it over. That's the problem, man. That's what that's what makes me so upset about my team, dog. The offense is there. All you have to do is not turn over the ball. And in the one or two games that we ask you to finish out a fourth quarter for us. That's all we want from you. And we can't even get that out of Jimmy G. I'm not going to go on a Jimmy G rant, but I want this motherfucker gone. And, Mark, I'm going to tell you right now, I hope Jerry is listening to this shit when it come out. Because I'm telling you right now, Jerry better stop messaging me, telling me that the Niners, that he's hearing rumors that the Niners are interested in Wentz. Because Jerry is going to have to fight me, Mark. <laughs> we, we're going to yeah. have to fight if he don't stop this shit, man. Yo, I if hope, he, to, if he, if I he hope to God shit, that you get wins. I, if he like, I this pray. Into existence, we're going to have a problem. I pray that happens. I pray I'm that happens. You, nah, man. Nah, I'm telling you right now. I, man, there's going to be all kinds of hat tossings. Yeah. Slams on the ground. All kind of shit. I'm not going to throw my shit away, but you're going to yeah. get a video out of me. Yeah, I pray, I pray that that happens. That'll be phenomenal. That'll be a oh, uh, oh, and you know what would be even better if the trade involved George Kittle. Ah, uh, that would be great. Why do you? Hate me? Why do you hate me? Like, why do you? Why do you? Hate you know, if y'all gave up Kittle for cart, oh man, boy. I'm, okay, I said I wasn't gonna burn things. If that happens, I'll burn stuff. Like at that point, I'll. At that point, I'm protesting. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm boycotting. I'm not. Yeah, at that point, I'm boycotting. But no, <laughs> that would be, be crazier than Hopkins for Johnson. That that'd be one of those. Type See, of and that's the problem. Like, I can't even. I can't even sit here and tell you that that it'll never happen. I can't even say that anymore in today's NFL. Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, Man, they shipped they shipped off Todd Gurley for pennies. I swear, I, and I promise you. So in my in my dynasty football league, it, or in my dynasty football league uh, Facebook group. These fools said, okay, now that the season's over, this is the last year that we're seeing Todd Gurley, right? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and I hate to say it, it's a legitimate question. But I told him, I was like, no, me and Mark, you know, he's because of how highly he was drafted, somebody's going to take a flyer on him forever for the next three years. But should he even be a starter in the league? Uh, he, had a good, he had a good first half. He, no, he didn't. He had a decent first half. He had a decent. First he had some. He had some really, really, really lucky goal line carries. Like he, he couldn't run the ball. He's not explosive. Oh uh, no, 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 no! None of the talent. He's talking about stat wise. He's stat wise. Stat wise. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But I was going to say, you better with Caleb Balaj. He's his point. If, if you got <laughs> Matt Ryan throwing the ball for forty-five times a game to every receiver on the team, you better be able to get some type of fucking stats off of that as a running back. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. he better at least average four yards a carry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't – I was Todd Gurley has a better chance at playing quarterback with Cam Newton than being a running back in the NFL at this oh point. That, he's God. done. Dude. He's done. He's. It was he, such a sad done. conversation to have, man. It was. He's I was done. like, but me and Mark said the time that he came back, like we said that he might be done. That playoff run, where um, what's his name came in for him. Was it Henderson? Henderson came up. He came in for him. Was running all over the place. Uh, um, they, they played. They played Dallas. The, Broncos. the, the, guy, the guy from the Broncos. Uh, what was his name? Whoever his name was. Uh, Andrew Johnson. Man, I I don't even remember. It don't even fucking matter. Yeah, yeah. Dude came over and was balling, and we was like, they keep saying Gurley's healthy, but he ain't playing. And then when he came back, he was splitting carries. We was like, yo, something ain't right. We said something ain't right. That was two years ago. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. Yeah, that shit was two years ago. We said he ain't been right since. And we and clearly we were right about that, Mark. That shit is wild. Yeah. Todd well, Gurley is going to forever be a back. He's going to be – I'll say this. He'll, I think he ends up in the committee for the rest of his career. Well, bet you a water bet that Frank Gore stays in the lo- a league longer than Todd Gurley. Oh, please. Like, Todd – man, Frank Gore is embarrassing these fucking running backs out here, man. If, I, if, I see if you Frank, want to take that bet. <laughs> hey, I, I'm not. I'm not. Like, like, Because Frank Gore just came out – he just came out uh, – he made a comment um, yesterday or the day before saying that um, whether he retires this year is de- is dependent upon um, whether or not teams want him on the roster. Somebody's going to want him on their roster, whether it be at the second or third position. Like, who wouldn't take Frank Gore on their roster just to have there and to mentor, you know, mentor some guys? Like, you know what I mean? So I, I – I don't know, man. Like he, what? So how about that one? Let's let's. Uh, what what do you got that? I mean, what what has the better odds? Frank Gore ends up on a roster, uh, as a roster on a roster as the starter, before Todd Gurley. Oh, that Frank well, Gore. Frank Gore is not going to be a starter anywhere anymore. Uh, because honestly, he shouldn't be. He no, shouldn't have started this year. Well, that's not true. That, that's not true. Frank Gore, Frank Gore should have start. He should have been the starter for the Bills. Devin Singletary's trash. So like he should have been the starter. You're talking about, oh, you talking about you talking about last year when he was with the Bills? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, he should have. He should have started. Singletary is trash. Yeah, man. You know what? Let's stop talking about these trash players, man. We got to talk right. about something else, Mark. This is yeah. Like listen, you, can, like, you got this, me. You got me going off on these cats. Like this, I think it's Ricky. Ricky brought all his negative energy, man. He man. brought his hater bag today, man. He this, brought his hater bag. <laughs> this kind of went off the rails a little bit, but that's all it really right. really did. <laughs> um, the point being is that Jalen Hurts is not terrible. And, in fact, even Sean saying he's just serviceable, I think, is underselling what he could be. Um, given if he's put in the right if he's put in the right system, I think he could be much more than serviceable. Unfortunately, well, let me put it unfortunately we, I don't think the Eagles is it as is. Like, I, I don't want them to be here if Doug Peterson well, is here. Well, like, I don't no, want no, anybody to be here if Doug well, Peterson is here. I'll say, I'll say it real quickly. No, It's not disrespectful to him. Just looking at the level of quarterback talent that exists in the league right now, we're talking about a, a repeat of a golden era where it's quarterbacks everywhere. 
So it has nothing to do with – it's more to do with the era that he's in. There's so many quarterbacks right now. There's they not, happen though. to be better. There's really not, though. There's a bunch like, of people I like, take like, over him right now. I would take – I would – I, I might take Kyler Murray over him. I'll take no. I'll take I'll take Joe Burrow over him. I'll take Justin Herbert over him. I'll take Deshaun Watson. I I would take Lamar Jackson. I would like I, what I'm saying is his his ceiling because of the level of talent that's out there right now. His ceiling might be. 10. You do know there's 32 teams in a league, right? I understand how many teams are in the league. Like you could his only ceiling you could only you could only name about top. Tops, if I was to force you to, you could only name seven that you would definitely say. Oh my God, Ricky! This, this is the problem. This is the problem that <laughs> he's wilding. You're right, Ricky. <laughs> no, this is the problem that I don't think anybody's paying attention to. It's not about the talent that's in the league right now. It's the prospects coming out every year. There's yeah, at least the, three or four quarterbacks that look like they're going to be better than this man. But that's for what him I'm jumping what around saying, and becoming a journeyman is not good for him. What I'm saying Trevor is, Trevor Lawrence. Real quick, this era that we're in right now is what the NBA just went through over the past 10 years. The NBA just went through an era where there was there, – like if you were a point guard and you were great, it was like amazing. Now every single team has a starting point guard that could possibly be an all-star. That's what we're looking at right – that's what's happening right now in the NFL with the quarterbacks that we have, the quarterbacks that are coming up, coming out every year, Ricky, to your point. That's what I'm saying, like – even if he gets if he gets to the point where he's thirty years old and he just has a better edge because he does all the little things right, he still is he's Alex Smith. He's Alex Smith. He will get No 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 he will be I a know top exactly who he is. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett. He is going to be the next Jacoby Brissett. Oh, that's his career. Oh, and that, man. That, that's not really a knock. If he shuts the fuck up, he get, he's a good locker room dude. He'll get chances to play, showcase himself. But when you turn those keys over to the uh, the car, he's not going to do very much. But he's no, see, see, no, no, but even that, people. but even that, like the the Jacoby Brissett thing, that's not even fair for him because when you they turned it over to him in Indy, every every wide receiver would went and got hurt. Like the entire team went and got hurt, and he was playing with nothing. He was playing with nobody, and he still somehow led them to what an eight and eight record when it was just him and nobody barely else. Barely missed the playoffs by a game. Yeah, yeah like they barely missed the playoffs <laughs> by one game, and it was him by himself. Nobody he else was gone all year last year. <laughs> like, like you know, what I'm saying nobody else. You wasn't with me. Like you wasn't with me in the gym. Like no, like nobody was there. Like one big, one cot. One pillowcase. I'm not that gonna was just sit here. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and hype up Jacoby Brissett, though. I'm not. No, I'm not. Jacoby, going, no, your, I'm not trying to Jacoby hype him up. I'm just now. trying to say. I'm just trying to point out that, like, when we talk about certain people, like, in the NFL, certain play, like, you're where you're drafted at and all that stuff, you get a lot more opportunities for the stars to align for everything to work out for you when you are. Hey, when you when you're drafted in the second round and stuff, like if you don't hit at that first spot, and if your star trajectory isn't isn't perfect, then it's you get lost. That you get lost, and with Jacoby Brissett, like his one shot, everybody got hurt, and then it was like okay, it didn't work out, and it was like that's not his fault. They damn sure brought in 
Philip Rivers sorry ass really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, everybody was everybody scratched their head like Philip Rivers. Why, you, why would you go yeah. kill Philip Rivers? Yeah, like and like, but but you <laughs> look at it, it was like this shit ain't his fault. Like like who was he throwing to? Nobody. Like yo, T. Like when he had T. Y. Hilton, he was doing like the few games that he actually had T. Y. Hilton healthy. They were doing. They were doing something. So why won't you get your own boy Carson Wentz in the field? Who the fuck can he throw to? Who the, now listen. When it, no, no, no. Because no. But see, here's the thing. This is what we're talking about when we talk about the eye test. Because with Carson Wentz, yes, like because two things can be true. Yes, everybody's hurt. Yes, your offensive line is hurt. It. But what is also true. You're holding the ball for five seconds. Like, why are you doing that? Like, even if you had a healthy offensive line, why are you? Why is the ball still in your hand five seconds later? Yeah, the times, the times when he has time, he doesn't yeah. take advantage of it. And like, then, and then he's competing. He's trying to win. <laughs> you don't even believe that statement. You don't even believe that statement. <laughs> Look at his face, Mark. You don't even believe that. Right. And then, and then, and then, secondly. Like when I talk about making the smart decision, he also he's running across, he's running right, and then throwing left. He's throwing like he's he's literally making <laughs> he's literally making a fifty yard pass that has zero that has zero yard gain. Like that's stupid. That is the dumbest thing to ever do in the NFL. Like why would you run right and make a pass? To the left, like that Russell far Wilson to the left. All the time. I guess w- Russell Who? Wilson is a superhero. And but that Russell Wilson, Ru- Russell Wilson what I'm doesn't tell- do what I'm, te- what I'm telling you is, yeah, if you're Russell Wilson, if you're Patrick Mahomes, if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, and you have the arms that they have, and you and you play with the accuracy that they they earned the right to do that. They could do that shit whenever they want to. Patrick it's Mahomes still not a do smart that. play. It's still yeah, not a smart play. What I'm saying is, if Patrick Mahomes were to do that, I bet you he wouldn't throw a pick. But it's just, it's just because they, they've earned the right to do that shit. Kuda, what the fuck has Carson Wentz done to earn the right to do dumb shit like that? Carson Wentz, a fucking Super Bowl champion. That's what the fuck he is. He's a one who set everything up before. Hey, before his ring. Season. He gets the same ring. They need to give, but they need to start giving out separate rings. Like he need to get the same ring that the GM gets. He needs to get the same ring. Was he ring. not winning, he not not winning he before his injury? Dog, everybody knows that the playoffs is a totally different beast than a regular season. You can win all so the games so in the regular Nick season. Foles can't get through the regular season? Say what? How come Nick Foles can't get through the regular season? He died in Chicago again. I can't I explain that. Eli, Eli Manning can't get through a regular season, but if you sneak him in the playoffs, that motherfucker goes. If Carson Wentz would have had a team, you know, of uninjured people, he probably would have did the same run no, when he got there last no. year. What was listen, there? Listen, 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 last year. Hey, he was listen, struggling against I, Seattle I, when he wasn't supposed to be last let, year. Let's listen, keep it a buck. Listen, when it comes game, to Carson Wentz. Seattle. When it comes to Carson Wentz. He struggling against y'all? Nothing no, he barely, he if you're talking about that playoff game, he played like yeah. once, he played one series and and the reason, oh, and the reason why he got injured was his own fault. Again, they only was 
like he, he had nowhere to go and he decided to run the ball instead of just getting rid of it or um he was or, being competitive competitive and guess what being competitive got him a every single time that rg3 was attention. trying to be every time rg3 tried to be competitive that motherfucker tore something i don't mm. know like well he's soft like paper so that's not it's funny that I happen to see a bunch of competitive guys not get hurt. I see I seen Brett Favre be competitive at forty four years old and still managed to save his ACLs and, and his, his his head and shit. He just said that shit. You ain't seen those copper commercials? He's like, I gotta put this shit on in the morning so I can brush my Hey, that shit, shit worked don't work. <laughs> that shit worked. Hey, it worked when he was on the field. He was able to go out there and and start every single game of his career. Like, what you talking about, man? That's some drugs. You know how them drugs work. They, right. they hit him with some shots, and hey, no, I, I, I'm gonna leave it alone. Don't do that, look, man. So I guess some shots just don't work with Carson Wentz. He's just weak. All right, but listen, man. Rod Taylor. Forget the forget. Uh, don't, forget don't do that. <laughs> listen, I gotta I gotta get us out of this conversation. It's been yes, going please, on way please. too long. Um, it's just gonna get clipped. But yeah, <laughs> listen, um, what's happened, but in uh, moving forward from this, uh, we're going to talk about quarterbacks that are actually out here doing the right things. And um, one such quarterback is, well, three such quarterbacks is Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. They are making sure that they take care of their guys, take care of their teammates, and getting them the bag. Uh, David Moore uh, for the Seattle Seahawks had a forty-five uh, a forty-five catch incentive that was worth a hundred a hundred thousand dollars, and in a in a pointless play instead of taking the knee, um, uh, Russell Wilson decided to do a do a quick pass to David Moore, get him his get him his bag, and. Sent them home with a late Christmas present. I'm pretty sure if it was more than a hundred thousand dollars, I'm pretty sure the owner would have probably been a little pissed by that. But it is what it is. Um, and then Tom Brady got Antonio Brown two hundred and fifty thousand dollars with the um, with the shovel passes, just so he could hit his uh. He can hit his catching bonus. Um, and uh, you said, uh, lastly, Drew Brees did it for who? Uh, Michael Emmanuel Thomas, I believe. You have to get eight of them. Oh, is it Emmanuel Sanders? Emmanuel okay. Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, and um, and Drew Brees made sure Emmanuel Sanders hit his. Uh, so, th- like, these are the these are the things that quarterbacks do for their teammates that endears them to their teammates and makes their teammates want to keep them uh make sure that they take the extra mile for their uh for their quarterback uh this is the kind of stuff that inspires to to cry when you when <laughs> my quarterback when you get hurt it's so, my teammate <laughs> so you know what i'm saying like this is how this is how it works man it's how it's supposed to be um it's just a little quick one-off I wanted to mention, and um, we just had to get out of that last conversation. So, how you guys feel about that? Uh, quarterbacks making sure that uh, they get their guys they bag. 
I think it's great. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. Everybody talks about leadership and building uh, b- building the trust of your wide receivers and your quarterbacks. What other way can I say, hey, I trust you, then go on, motherfucker, here's $100,000. Here's $250,000. You know, there, there's, there's no better way to get that chemistry going. Like, I don't know about you, but if my quarterback is willing to go out on a limb to get me that extra money, I'm going to do everything I need to do to try to catch those balls, make sure I get the right possessions, keep myself healthy and going and whatnot. You know, that's somebody you want to play with and for. I don't want to play with some asshole who's just like, you know, I'm going to take this knee, fuck your money, bro. I only needed like one catch for one yard. Like, you got to give it up to those type of people. That's probably why they're yeah. beloved by so many. Yeah, I was just going to say um, that that makes for a, a long-lasting relationship, man, because I'll tell you what, somebody give you that, that, that 800K bag, the very next statement out of your mouth is probably, what do you need? What do you need me to do? You know, say, what do you need from me? That's, right. that's, you know, that, that, that will endare them to like, um, to basically what they say, what they always say, run through a wall for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, this dude took care of me on the back end. You know, players don't watch, players aren't supposed to watch each other's pockets. You know, it, it's kind of like taboo, but if you're going to watch them in the correct way, then that means something, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, everybody stays out of everybody's contract business, but for you to take time out of your day to make sure I get my money, that kind of means something. Something like that, you know, could have got the Eagles about three Super Bowls back in the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, if they, if if, if T.O. and if Donovan McNabb, you know, you know, if T.O. had that type of relationship, then, then you know. I mean, that's the honestly, <laughs> that's the perfect example is of not doing it right. Is Donovan McNabb? If Donovan McNabb made sure that he took care of T.O then they would uh we would probably ha- would have actually had a dynasty for a little while but when um you have a true diva personality in somebody like Donovan McNabb then it is what it is um uh, and um moving forward uh a MVP season by quarterback Aaron Rodgers apparently He's going to be your MVP this year, man. Do you think it's deserved? Uh, Sean, start with you. Well, I'll say this. In my in my eyes, you could give it to three guys and they all deserve it. So I can't I can't I cannot tell you that that well, man does well, not no, deserve no. it. Well, no, no. Well, who well who who are the other three guys and you think they the deserve The other two it? guys? The, yeah, the, I think Patrick Mahomes and I think for sure Patrick Mahomes and I think for sure Derrick Henry. Like, okay. whoa, we're going to sneeze at the Derrick Henry thing. Okay. So, you know, Mark, we made it a point when t- Tennessee, we brought it up when Tennessee was slipping and they were losing games because they would not give him the ball. Right. Them them pulling this out and getting into the making sure they they secured their spot in the playoffs has a lot to do with Derrick Henry. Um I believe also that Tannehill's Tannehill's play and his ability to be able to throw down the field and have plays like that open a lot comes from having a Derrick Henry in the backfield. So I feel like you have to give some of Tannehill's success to uh, you got to get some of that credit for his success to Derrick Henry. Um, having a two thousand yard rusher on your team definitely makes it easier for you to throw throw the ball downfield. It's not a coincidence that 
Tannehill is having his best passing year at the same time Derrick Henry's rushing for 2,000 yards. Um, and if you ask which came first, the chicken or the egg, the egg clearly Derrick Henry running the hell out of the ball came first. So yeah. I think that's why he belongs in the conversation. Patrick Mahomes thrown for if, – if Patrick Mahomes would have played his last game, he would have gotten at least two touchdowns. And I'm being, mo- I'm being modest because Tad Henney came in and got two touchdowns on the first two drives. So, we're, so, so with that saying, he probably, uh, Patrick Mahomes probably would have finished with 41, 42 touchdowns. Let's just go 41. 41 touchdowns probably would have finished with his six picks, you know. So, mm-hmm. And he would have went over the 5,000-yard passing mark, which he was only, you know, about 250 yards off of. So him not playing that game makes a difference. I think it would have made a difference in this, in this MVP race just because, yes, Aaron Rodgers, 48 touchdowns to five interceptions. That looks so sexy. Like, how can you say, how can you say no to the MVP for that, right? And then the, the wins, they're in first place. They got to buy. Everybody kind of glosses over the fact that the Chiefs went 14-2. and Everybody kind of glosses over that. Everybody glosses over the fact that Patrick Mahomes had a down year and basically should have finished the, the, the season with 40 touchdowns, six picks, and 5,000 yards. Eh, just kind of glosses over it. Everybody knows that if you take Patrick Mahomes off of that team, yes, they will still have those weapons but they are not going 14 and two. They might go with Chad Henney at quarterback. You, they might go eight and eight. You know what I mean? So they do have, they do have a team. And the other thing that I want to discount uh, Aaron Rodgers for, which you have to discount Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes gets discounted for the level of talent he has on his team all the time, right? People say he has Tyree kill. He has Kelsey. He has all these guys, you know? And I look at Aaron Rodgers team and I'm like, they have two starting running backs that they actually use and run the ball with. And they catch and they both catch out of the backfield. And then they have Devontae Adams, who I think is a top three wide receiver in the league. Shit, this year you could say you you could put him in the top. You could put him in the top two if you want to. You know what I'm saying? And he's a guy that you can throw to every down and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Teams know you go into Devontae Adams and he still gets the ball gets targeted 13 to 15 times a game. But uh, with that said, they both, I think their talent levels, uh, as far as the talent around them on the teams, sort of evens out. But Patrick Mahomes is the only one that's going to get discounted for it. So, yes, I, I, I think there's zero, zero chance that, that Aaron Rodgers doesn't get the MVP. But I will say, out of the three people that I named, uh, Derek Henry has the least amount of talent around him. Uh... Yeah. Okay. So, uh, your thoughts, Ricky? I know. Well, go ahead and say Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead. First and foremost, the last time I was on this show, <laughs> we spoke about this. Everybody had Russell Wilson as the MVP at the time, and I was the one to say, "No, you guys need to pay attention to Aaron Rodgers." And here we are. Here we are. Hey. Now, nobody knew that Russell Wilson was going to nosedive off of a cliff. Okay, you're a Seahawks fan. Maybe you did know, but we didn't see it. So I'll, I'll give you props for seeing it coming. I, I won't even go into that, but I'll just say this That's much: fine. you can you you only you can only force feed it to somebody so much purposely before things go bad. But we'll we'll, we'll leave the Seahawks alone. Me and Mark have, me and Mark maybe mentioned that last episode. Yeah, 
or the episode before about part of his reasons why he's his decline in play has happened and the reason why he's making dumb mistakes. We mentioned it. We said we said I thought he had something personal going on in his life, but we also mentioned the fact that it's it probably has something to do with him force feeding DK. So I think it's a combination of both. But but continue. Go ahead and talk about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is clearly the MVP. Now, I know you wanted to make a point with the uh, talent and how his talent can be compared to what the Chiefs have. But I'm going to counter that by saying the Chiefs didn't go through this entire year with ups and downs with injuries. Devontae Adams was out at periods of time. Uh, Adam Lazard was out for a period of time. He wasn't even supposed to come back this season. He was gone for uh, damn near the whole season, yeah. He made Mac. Oh, what's his name? Marcus Valdez Scantley looked like he was competent again, which is like impressive in itself. I think he's garbage, and he <laughs> did make him look good. I- um, <laughs> we had a new tight end emerge at one point that I'm pretty sure won a couple of you guys from fantasy leagues out there. Maybe not in our yeah. particular league, but yeah. in other leagues. Tanya, yep. Um, he also had both of his running backs look very great. Uh, for whatever reason, Aaron Jones looked great until they stopped using Aaron Jones because he had an injury. Then they ended yeah. up going to Jamal Williams. He made him look good. So for him to but make Jam- about- But Jamal Williams also, I'll say this, Jamal Williams and Aaron, and Aaron Jones, I'll leave them out of it because they look good last year. They both look good. And, jo- and, and Williams look, Jonathan Williams looked good filling in for, Adam, for Aaron Jones last year as well, though. So we knew that Jonathan Williams was actually a legit running back. But they did a lot more catching out of the backfield this year than they did last year. So I'll give you that. that ahead, that's fine. Though. The, the whole point is no matter what happened during the season, he didn't bitch. He didn't cry. And even after I came on the show, I said, hey, he's going to be MVP. We saw him get destroyed by Tampa in the following week. He couldn't get shit off. Tampa came yeah, out of there and they looked like the greatest thing ever in football that particular yeah, week. True. He bounced back from it and he made whatever player that he had around him look good. Yeah. And he won. To do that with so many injuries, uh, uh, a mediocre defense, uh, a terrible O-line. Calling the defense mediocre one? is giving them too much credit. But continue. You're hitting my point. Yeah, I am. But I'll be a good people the bug, man. Yeah. For them to have a terrible defense and him still to will his way into it, perfect example of someone who can't do that, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's got a great offense. He couldn't get that offense to keep winning these games and take the first seed. We had Aaron Rodgers do it, so why is he not deserving? Cool, the Chiefs are gonna, 14 I, and 2. We got to throw the Matt Ryan Falcon shit just completely out of the window out here. We just, I'm just giving it they were giving creating, examples. They were creating ways to lose games. That, that's fine, <laughs> but you have somebody who has a capable yeah. offense, a terrible yeah. defense, and we saw the difference between quarterback talent and improvising to win a game with True. what they have. We saw him do that to the best level. He's now – He's sitting on a bye week. He's like, whatever. Fuck you guys. I'm chilling. Hate me. Relax. Relax. We get to see the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. He's a bad motherfucker. There's no other quarterback that we can say that's in the league right now that we've seen do this. Not this season. Not last season. Not in the last couple of seasons, to be honest. Maybe Tom Brady. There was a year Tom Brady had no wide receivers, and he still got to the uh, the finals uh, for, for his conference. I can't remember what year that was. Maybe Tom Brady. Tom back. Brady has had – multiple years where he's had where he's dragged some ragtag receivers around but i but i give but i understand what you're saying it's talking tom brady type type shit but i mean we're not going to act like this is that ragtag not with because because i'll tell you what they they he was squeaking them out when Devontae adams was gone but once he came back it's like what are you going to do it's absolutely nothing you can do about it 
it's just it's, it's it is it's gonna be what it is, and you can't stop it. He did it. He did it, and that's why he deserves this MVP. Yeah. So, he didn't bitch or complain. He didn't blame. Oh, the defense isn't doing this. The offense isn't doing this. He just said, "Fuck it, give me the ball, and I'm gonna make it work." And yeah. Look where he's at. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, man. I, I I hate Aaron Rodgers. I'm not even gonna say I don't like him. I really I really dislike like I really dislike him. Like I hate. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. I'm along those lines. You know, it's an old rivalry thing. Niners Green Bay. We have a rivalry thing for back in like the early '90s and shit. But. He and he's so smug. I just I just don't like him, man, as a person. But I guess, like I said, I I, I said there's a zero percent chance that he doesn't get the MVP. I, like if he did what he did and everything that you are saying and all the shit that he overcame, none of that shit would matter if his stat line was 38 touchdowns and five picks. 48 touchdowns and five picks. We cannot ignore it. You cannot ignore the numbers. You cannot ignore the impact. Like you said, you cannot ignore the injuries that happened and the things that he had to overcome. Uh, some some might say his division wasn't the greatest, but then you could say the same thing about uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, eh. that's what I'm saying. So, uh, well, listen, you, when it comes to when it comes to this. Um, 48 touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns, man. And only <laughs> tough. 48, like, I don't care who you're throwing to or not. Yeah. 48 touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns. And only having five interceptions is phenomenal. Um, I do believe that basic... I, I do believe that unless Patrick Mahomes had 40... He would have had to have... 47 like because he eclipsed he eclipsed him in yards and he has only one less uh interception and he eclipsed him in attempts and um and completions um it's i think i think when it comes to that the touchdown uh the touchdowns is the big difference and the touchdown interception ratio is a huge deal yeah but i mean like I said, watching McCall only having one more interception, like is still phenomenal. But I also believe that Patrick Mahomes was facing an uphill battle, uh, coming into this season already. Like I don't know why. And this is a different. Like I guess we kind of just ran into I'm this. I'm curious, but I don't know why <laughs> everybody is trying to knock Patrick Mahomes off of his pedestal already like he's only been on the pedestal for a year and people are already trying to <laughs> knock him off the pedestal like they're like oh they're like joe burrow he he's the next patrick mahomes like what no he's not shut up like what are you talking about nothing he he does nothing on that level no quarterback in the league does anything on the I, level I of patrick mahomes so. like they're like Yes, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP this year, but that's a matter of circumstance of the year. But, like, there is no quarterback that I would take on my team over Patrick Mahomes. There's just, like, he is bona fide the best quarterback in the league. And people are trying to count him out and count them out 
so quickly. We you saw the one bad game that he had all season, and it wasn't even a bad game. It the wasn't one bad. Even... The bad half. Yeah, it was a horrible half. <laughs> yeah, like he had one bad half <laughs> all season, and people were like, "Oh, like the Chargers got their number." Like the people are figuring out the people are figuring out the Chiefs. Like it just like it makes you look at him cross eyed. Like what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like none of this makes sense. Yeah. Like you're going to, and any time that the Chiefs lose a game, it's like oh are they falling off? Like no, it's football. Any given Sunday, you're going to lose a game in the regular season at some point. People don't go undefeated. Nobody goes undefeated. Like it's it's a very difficult. Ricky, test. Ricky, I I got you, bro. Ricky, and it's, Ricky, you didn't even have to do this for me, bro. Because let me tell you something. This is the, this is what they're going through. Once you are the Cinderella, right? Right. Once you become crowned as the Cinderella, that's when the hate starts. And it's not just because you were just a Cinderella. Everybody, every let me put it this way. Everybody likes a Cinderella story once they know there's an end to the story. Like, once they get crowned, if that's the end of the story, everybody loves it, man. But when they see that the Cinderella got crowned and now that the Cinderella is now the queen, now now it's just like, yo, hey, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that this person's going to be ruling this shit for a long time? They just immediately... It's, it, and it's because they know without a doubt. They know without a doubt. Patrick Mahomes, once he had his year last year and everything that he did, and then you looked at it, you looked at the financial situation, you looked at the contracts, you looked at how they're going to have their, their core nucleus for the next three years, and you're looking at – you're staring down the barrel of him. You got Tom Brady out of New England, and it's just like, we're going to have to be dealing with this motherfucker for the next X amount of years. He's old. He's he's only he won a Super Bowl in his third season. You're right. you're just like this dude. Quarterbacks are playing for 17 years. We got to deal with this dude for 15 more years. Like people are not trying to like. That's when the praise stops. That's when the love stops. Is when they know you're the best. Once they know that's it. Like I know Ricky's probably looking at he's doing a. It's like it's a, it's a combination of what the Warriors and well, the Warriors went through and Steph Curry. Steph Curry gets a lot of hate just from being the best shooter that we've ever seen in our life. Everybody is quick to knock everything that Steph Curry does bad, and they amplify it because they're like, yo, this dude is going to forever get credit for his three-point shooting. People are saying that he's one of the best point guards ever to walk the earth just based off of his abilities shooting-wise, and people don't like it, okay? Yeah. So, yes, Patrick Mahomes, you think they're hating on him this year, Mark? Let that let that man let that man go to the Super Bowl and win. Yeah. Let them go to the Super Bowl and lose. Oh man, they're gonna be destroying Patrick Mahomes. Okay, Yo, so just listen, just brace yourself. Brace listen, yourself. you know how many you know how many <laughs> how many guys that are trying to jump out the window to say they were the first ones to say it right now oh uh, like, hot thing in the media you know the, that's probably, that's it's, a, like. it's not only a hot thing in the media it's a hot thing it's a hot thing in socials i listen mark my words hear it now i predict that the i predict <laughs> that the kansas city chiefs are going to have a first round exit like what like like, like why people would just you... be saying the wildest shit 
with that off like 0.1% chance of it happening, that way they could just pop up and be like, ha, I told you, I told you so. You heard it here first. Like, right. And it's yeah, like, but... and it's like, done. Like, what's your basis? <laughs> what's your basis for this? Like, any given, yes, anything can happen on any given Sunday. I Like, it can, anything can happen on any given Sunday. And I get that. So I would never say that it's impossible to happen. Because it certainly could, but the but the likely like the likelihood of saying like yo this team is going to beat them. There's nothing about um there's nothing about Kansas City that says yo you're going to easily beat them. Like um, somebody's gonna have to play perfect. Yeah, somebody's gonna. This, have- this is. <laughs> this is how you stop this, Mark. The next time you were in one of these situations when someone makes a crazy remark like that, simply say, okay, I got $100 on that. I'll take the cheese. D- there we go. See how, yeah. quick, see how hey. quickly they'll shut the fuck up. Everybody wanted the Warriors to win, but when it became, put 100 down, put 200 down. People were like, huh? I don't really believe in LeBron like that. People shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put, your, put your money where your mouth is. A lot of people will not do hey, it. You know what I? You know what I hated, it. man. I, about that, that, about that year that uh, the, the Cavs beat y'all. I really hated that. The fact that people was jumping out the window and be like, "See, I told you that Cleveland." Like, because there's people that picked Cleveland before, and I was like, I don't care if you picked them to win in seven games beforehand. Even you did not think that they were coming back after being down the way that they were down. Duh. Everybody thought they were left for dead. Don't try to come out after the fact and be like, see, I told you. Like, no. After game after game four, you were right there with everybody else saying, these dudes, I can't believe they're getting embarrassed this way. I don't even know if I should watch the game tomorrow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's where it was. Like, I just hate that people try to come out after the fact. It's like, no, nah, man, get, get out of here. But like you said, tell them to put that money up. I knew, I heard a lot of people talking about Cleveland that year. I think two people put money up out of everybody that I've seen try to say something about Cleveland. Only two people put money up. But yo, they were also like the biggest LeBron fans yo, that I be, knew, you know? Yo, honestly, because of that situation <laughs> is when I was like, yo, I, I don't like Draymond. I was like, I fucking hate you. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's because, like, you don't understand. He bailed LeBron out, dog. Yes. Mark he, hates that about him, man. Yeah, he bailed LeBron. The fact that like he fell right into the trap, like it's not even like he fell into the trap. You watched LeBron construct the trap in front of you. Yeah, and he ran. <laughs> and and he ran into, into it. He ran into it like you the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> he jumped through the wall like the Kool Aid Man. Like, oh okay. yeah! Wow. <laughs> I, I I can go into a lot of, t- of reasons of why we lost that, but the main one, and I'll just keep it short and simple. Harrison Barnes. That's it. Was he was was he in that finals? I thought he was already off the team. <laughs> the motherfucker missed like twenty three. He missed like hey. twenty wide open threes. Well, 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 on a, on a on an even higher level than that, Ricky, Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes all, always did everything though. He did. He played. If he wasn't even if what I'm saying is usually he would be he would play on defense. He would he would he would be a big part of the ball movement. Mean, he would do all these different things and. It's like his shot disappeared, and all of a sudden he couldn't do anything on the court at all. Good, he was getting cooked. He was getting cooked out there. I seen him getting roasted out there. Like he wasn't doing nothing. He wasn't getting no rebounds. Like 
he was just out there taking up space, man. Like, I, it was crazy. I ain't never seen a downfall that bad. But the wildest thing about it, Ricky, is he left, and all of a sudden that man went right back to normal. It's like he just disappeared for a series. And then, like, that's that's it. He's been playing, like, the old Harrison Barnes since he since, since it happened. No, he hasn't. He's, he's been playing on trash-ass teams, so he looks better than he is. <laughs> so he looks better than oh, He's definitely <laughs> he's still playing better than he did in that final. He has not played bad that bad since. But but yes, we'll, we'll get off this. I'm not going to torture you no more. Look, I brought up the I brought up the little TL shit to take a to take a jab at you know at Mark's heart. You know what I'm saying? I I, <laughs> I brought up this shit. You know I me. Mean? I try to dig in a little bit deeper on this shit because I know it probably hurts your feelings and shit. But that's fine. You know you guys over here wishing that we fucking trade George Kittle for for Carson Wentz. So y'all deserve it. But yeah. Let's continue. But yes. That was Mark. That wasn't me. But that would be hilarious. See, that's what I'm saying. You was all for it, though. You was co-signing. That's why. <laughs> but uh, speaking of, um, uh, I guess, jumping out the window, Derrick Henry, he he amazingly hit his 2,000-yard mark in a, in a game in which they needed him to run. Um, he, he needed 236 went- yards? Yeah, but what was, but honestly, he could have probably, he probably, if they utilized him properly, he probably would have had, he probably would have been at like 20, closer to 2,500 um, if they utilized oh, oh, him properly. Over the course of the season. Over the course of the season. He probably would have been close to 2,500 um, because we spoke about it in, um, what was that game where he had 12, he was at 112 yards on 12 carries, and they lost. And like it was 12 carries for the game, like absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like yeah, stupid ridiculous. Yeah, like so. Um, but yeah, they. So, <laughs> Ricky just making his head like. <laughs> Ricky's like, I remember when we used to have a running back like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when I'm sorry, that... you have to be in the playoffs to talk to me about football. I'm sorry. Is that I'm what like, we do? I guess, <laughs> we do? I guess, I guess see, you still not talk. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go see, ahead. I, come see back you know what? Up. You know what? You, you want to host the show now? You want to host the show now? I'll say this. You better do it now because it's only going to be available to you for a week because then you'll be right on the couch with us watching, watching the playoffs <laughs> as an NFL fan. You don't even believe that. I you believe Let's go. Let's Let's just say, you know what? No, I'll save that for later. I'll save that for later. <laughs> you know, no, let's go. Like, no, not, no, I don't put any faith in the Rams. But, but anyway, <laughs> where we, where I was, Derrick yeah. Henry, um, Derrick Henry is being said to be down prisoners of the moment, in my opinion. He's he's the best quarterback in the league. The best running back. I'm um, excuse me, best running back in the league. Do you like? Everybody, I'm seeing it everywhere. Like, I've been said this. He's the best running back. This, that, and third, blah, 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 blah. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Now, don't, now, as I say all this, don't get me wrong. Derrick Henry is a phenomenal running back. Phenomenal. But, best running back in the league? <laughs> best, best running back in the league? Absolutely not, in my opinion. Fellas. Please share your opinion. Is is are people being prisoners of the moment, or is he legitimately the best running back in the league? Ricky, you look like you got a lot on your mind. 
All right. So first and foremost, the show's called the eye test, right? Because mm-hmm. you're yes. supposed to use your eyes to see what's going on. Right. Yes. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people. Derek Henry's been <laughs> doing great things. He's been putting up great numbers. But can anybody tell us why he's doing these great things and putting up these numbers? Some people like to say it's the addition of uh, the, the, the quarterback and him being able to throw opens up the field. No, that, that's all complete bullshit. Yes, if you guys yes. go back and look, if you go back and look at everyone they played this year, they ain't played a goddamn soul. They've got numerous games against the worst fucking run defenses in the entire league. They did from week. They did play week one. Peep this. They, 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 they played. They played one good run defense, and that and run defense. Yards. That run defense said it before the game came. We're gonna smack him in the mouth. He used to running over defensive backs. What's he gonna do when he has to deal with a defensive front? And then they shut them. They did shut them down. That was the Steelers. That was the Steelers. The Steelers is who they no, played. No, 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 no. Go look at the Buffalo. Buffalo shut him down too. Okay, well there you go. Like yeah, yeah. Like but I think the Steelers game he had like seventy or something like that. But he but, but yeah, he had seventy-four. Yeah. Indiana yeah. before they had the injuries to everybody on the team on the defense, they kept them to seventy-four yards. Yeah, that was before that was before DeForest Buckner got hurt and all the shit. Yeah. Yeah. You played Houston twice, the end of the year and the start of the year. You ran the fuck over them. <laughs> Who didn't? You played against the Jaguars. You ran the fuck over them. Right, sh- should I pull up the weeks? Go week by week. You don't need to. I know the Jags' run defense is bad, but you go ahead now. Nah. So, what you saying? He's saying he ran for a thousand yards against in four games versus the uh, versus the Texans and the Jaguars. You said those four games he ran for for a thousand yards. <laughs> Damn near 215 <laughs> just, just against the Houston's last game, no? Yeah. <laughs> every, every year, we always hear this in fantasy football. If, am I wrong or all right? You want Derrick Henry at the end of the year. You know why you want him at the end of the, the year? Defenses are, divisional games and the defenses are destroyed. People are hurt. People are out. What happened? What, what, the Ravens game. He, what's that dude's name? Uh, Kelly whatever. Their, their best defensive dude who got hurt this year, Kelly Campbell, I think it is, or whatever, he's hurt against them. They held him down to 24 yards before the fourth quarter when the defense finally just tired the fuck out. Then he got, like, what, a good 45-yard touchdown, put him into 100 yards. Cool. You're running over bum-ass teams. You're um, not doing anything. All right, Go you ahead. guys. I, I, I'm going to have these stats right. here for you. Now, for, no, for listen. I'm going to let y'all talk no, I have it up already. Uh, Ricky is correct um, in saying that in in three in three games in three games he got seven hundred and fifty yards, uh, seven hundred and sixty something yards, and that's two two of those games were against Houston. One game was against Jacksonville. Two games against Houston, he had this last game of the season. He had two hundred and fifty. The first time he played Houston, he had two hundred and twelve. And um, against the Jag against the Jaguars, he had two fifteen. The only legit, the only legitimate defense that he actually destroyed is the is the Colts. The Colts is a legitimate defense, and he oh. DeForest Buckner was out. That was a yeah. huge deal. Yeah, yeah DeForest, in the middle of that game. They, they were missing four four starters from off of that line. Yeah, I mean from that whole entire defense. So that's not legitimate. If I'm not starting my best players, that's not legitimate. When you're doing second, third string, cool. Well, I, and, yeah, I could probably run over one of them. And uh, 
They nah, they don't did go beat, that far, brother. Don't they did not beat, go that far. But yes, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> in Baltimore, yeah. he he ran for one thirty three, but he but that was more so that was more so average numbers because it was on twenty eight carries, so it was four point eight okay, yards. Okay, that a was carry. the volume. That was volume. yeah. That that was more so volume than yeah, anything. I got you. Okay, yeah. No, nope. yeah. Hold you, on, hold on, hold right. on. B- b- before you go on. For, for that Baltimore thing, I just want you to hear this because people forget this. For three quarters, the un, undermanned Ravens put the claps on Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. By the time it was all over, the star running back in Tennessee would again head out of Baltimore with the upset victory. Henry ran for 29 for a 29-yard touchdown with five minutes and 21 seconds left on Sunday to cap another monumental performance. He didn't do shit that entire game no, until he, the end. No, he and did. they were missing the star lineman. So even with yeah. that, you didn't beat a one defense. You keep right, beating yeah. up, beat up people. Like that's not great. No, but it's, he's he's definitely one of those guys that there's nobody better in the second level than Derrick Henry. There's nobody Nick that Chubb? you don't want to see, huh? Nick Chubb. But Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. I'll say this: if if Derrick Henry gets to the second level, it's usually a touchdown. Nick Chubb, I think, is just better any day of the week. Nick Chubb, since he's been in the league. I don't know if you know, this is a stat you might actually know, Ricky, but since he's been in the league, he has the most uh, broken tackles since he's been in the league. He has the most broken tackles per carry. Um, yeah, listen, so Nick Chubb is the best when it comes to, to be, any level. But, but, any, but to be <laughs> clear, to, like to be clear, um, Derrick Henry, um, like I'm just keep it like as getting off track. Keep yeah, it yeah. to Derrick. Keep it to Derek. Where do you have? Uh, like uh, Derrick Henry is. He is still a phenomenal running back, and I even with what he was able to produce, I do not feel as though he's utilized properly in Tennessee. Um, but let's keep. But Ricky, you stated your um, you stated your point point about them not playing anyone. Um, Sean, what's your opinion? My opinion is, I, I hate to say it in this way, but I've seen plenty of running backs that were that were great that I never considered them to ever be the best back in the league, and I've seen them all have phenomenal years. I've seen I've seen Chris Johnson get a two thousand yard season. Yes. I've seen Sean Alexander go for eighteen hundred yards. I, I've seen these, these these things happen all the time, right. man. Like um, it's sometimes the moon and the stars align, your schedule lines up, or you just your offensive line gels the right way that year, and your offense gels that the way the right way that year. Sometimes it just it's just in the cards for it to happen, given that you're already a great running back. Right. He is a great running back. Now to jump out the window and say best in the league, I feel like people, and this is just something that it's not just with the running back position; it's with every position in every sport. Everybody roots for the most athletic or athletically freakish and the most physically freakish people to be the best. People already just want them to be the best because they're physically better than everybody else. So that's why you're always going to have people that are going to root for a guy like Randy Moss over Jerry Rice and T.O. You're always going to have a guy root for, you know, Derrick Henry, who's a big back who's faster than he should be. They're going to already be rooting him. They're already trying to they, – they've been trying to put him as the best running back for years now. 
But now that it's finally come to fruition, like you said, everybody's everybody's like, see, I told you. And it's like, no, he wasn't the best back last year. He wasn't he, the best back the year before. He's not like he wasn't the best back this year. Like I, he's I, not the best back this year. There I'd are plenty Alvin of Cook. Yeah, there's Dalvin Cook. I take Alvin Kamara. Dalvin Cam- Dalvin Cook. If you're one I'll take Nick Chubb over damn near everybody. Yeah. No, no, legitimately if he's healthy. I, like no, like, legitimately I'm taking <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm taking Dalvin Cook over Nick Chubb. Like he says he's more dynamic in the past. Like and he could do what and he could do what Nick Chubb could do with him run. Yeah. I'm taking Dalvin Cook over Nick Chubb. Yeah. So I like, like I so so I mean but 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 the point is I think me personally I have Derrick Henry even like on on the year, I think it's crazy because people want to bring up his stat over this year and then the second half of last year. And I'm like, he's literally the only starting running back in the league that has been healthy over that time period. So his stats are going to eclipse everybody else's when it comes to that. Mark, me and Mark had a conversation in one of the earlier shows talking about Derrick Henry's stats and how it was crazy that we thought he wasn't being utilized correctly and yet he was still the leading rusher in the league. And then I brought up the fact that everybody else that would be was hurt. Saquon was hurt. Fucking McCaffrey was hurt. Um, um, freaking Alvin Kamara wasn't getting full carries. Um, he, he they, they waited till the last, they waited till just recently to give him all the carries and what happened? He got six rushing touchdowns. Um, you, they, they, you know, um, Dalvin Cook always gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's just one of those things where he's just, if you're going to be the healthiest guy, you're going to, you're going to always be in that conversation. But I personally, out of the guy, out of the people that I just named, I would take a CMC over him. I would take Alvin Kamara over him. I would take Nick Chubb over him. I would take Dalvin Cook over him. He's five for me. I don't know where he ranks for you, Ricky. Where would you put him? Uh, Shit, are we gonna base this off just this season or? or I'm talking. I'm using my eyes. I'm using my eyes. Like him overall. Like him as a not this season. Not this season. Not this season. Overall. Overall. Today, if the if the season ended today, and you had to do a draft today, because it's my for you drafting running back wise. Much like the much like that. Much like the quarterback conversation where Aaron Rodgers might have had the best stats this year. I'm still not taking Aaron Rodgers over Patrick Mahomes. That's just never So we got CMC, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, uh, Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt's better than him. I think he probably be like I think Kareem I think I think Kareem is better than him. See, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but it mean people are gonna root no, for the freakishly think, big athletic no, dude. Now listen, I think <laughs> Kareem Hunt I think me personally, I think Kareem Hunt offers more from a uh he he has more tools in his toolbox, but I think if you use Derrick Henry properly, he he would be more effective than Kareem Hunt if even with no. the, his few tools. Listen. If you, if you, instead of running him in, instead, if you, as a, if you as a coach, instead of running Derrick Henry into the teeth of the defense, instead of running him into a brick wall and hoping that he busts through every time, if you actually ran a toss play with him or you actually ran an off the tackle play or anything towards the outside, he would pretty damn near well be almost unstoppable. Um, I honestly, Derrick Henry, 
Derrick Henry on on the 49ers would be a problem. I, I, I was just going to say, imagine a misdirection, a yeah. misdirection, fake end around sweep. Yeah. For, yeah. Like where and where whole defense takes two steps this way, and then you have Derrick Henry going that way because he's fast enough to get around a corner. Yeah. If, Der- what, that's a touchdown. Der- like, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry yeah, on like, the 49ers would be an absolute problem. Like that, like, because then when you mix it up, because we do mix it up and run up the middle sometimes. You mix it up and run him right. up the middle. You see, you see what Mostert is doing when we mix it up and have him run up the middle. It's crazy. So let, let me ask, let, let me ask you this then: then what would Kareem Hunt look like on the 49ers? Kareem, <laughs> Kareem Hunt. He's taking see, it to the hizzy, baby. No, he's but so, no. <laughs> see, here's the here, here's the here's the difference though. Here's the thing: Kareem Hunt would still look great on the 49ers. Kareem Hunt would still look great, but there's areas where, and like Kareem Hunt would be able to catch out of the backfield and stuff where Derrick Henry can't, but there's areas where I feel as though people would be able to tackle uh, Kareem Hunt and you're just not going to be able to bring Derrick Henry down. If he, like, like, especially if he's doing a reverse sweep, like, with a head full of steam coming around that corner, like there's no fucking. He's stiff arming everybody because y'all got to come from the side, like yeah, like there's no fucking. And way if there is anybody back there, they're whereas gonna be like, it's just... like that's and like I I think Kareem Hunt offers more, like he offers more from an athletic standpoint as far as agility and being and juking and stuff. But what Derrick Henry does great is he's a powerhouse. And like, and, and that's I get. Well, well, how about this? I think what he's thing. trying to say here's a here would be a good analogy. Randy Moss, right? When used correctly, his stats will will be greater than anybody's stats ever if you use them correctly. If you just say, "Look, man, we're gonna drop some plays. We all we need to do is get you open six times on some streak routes." It's going to be six touchdowns, but we're going to, you know what I'm saying? If you use him correctly, nobody's stats should ever look better than his. That doesn't make him the best receiver. You can't ask him to do all these other things. But if you were to use him correctly, his stats should be crazy. You cannot use him in every situation. But in that one arena that he is, he's so far ahead of everybody else that, you know what I'm saying, he would be able to eat crazy. Like, because, like, Derrick Henry getting, like, Derrick, like, it, like this is the thing. They're, you know what they do with Derrick Henry? They start, they, they're giving him handoffs where he's 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage so that when they hike the ball, like, once he gets to, like, once he has a full head of steam, once he hits the line. Yeah, basically. So it makes it harder to tackle him. They, they, they are using him in certain ways where it is shit that you can only, that will only benefit a guy like Derrick Henry. Yeah, like, they basically but, using yeah. an unstoppable force to run through a wall every single time, which <laughs> yeah. is which is absolutely idiotic. Like yeah. he's not. This is what th- this is what I'm going to counter with that. You guys are saying that, but I believe it was the Browns he played against. They tried that shit. They Brown stopped him every time. He he wasn't picking up any type of yardage. There were so many times there was a fourth and one. He but, tried running that shit, and it was like, hey, I'm big. Miles Garrett was like, I don't give a fuck. Exactly, but and that's stopped. But they that's, say that's the problem with but their that, game planning. But that's the but that's the problem with their game planning because if they used him in a sweep or off the tail, if they used him in a sweep or off the tackle away from Miles Garrett, I'm sorry, defensive back, you're getting ran the fuck over. Like it's well, just what's that's happening. why that's why I mentioned misdirection plays because right. 
he might not be able to change directions or be that agile, but his up and down the field, down the field speed is good enough to where, like I said, all you need is the defensive step this direction, just one step. He will be able to get to that corner then. You could design plays for him to get around the end, but they're not going to design plays for him to get around the end to get him open in that way because the Titans were just like, we're just going to play smash mouth football. Yeah. You can't because he's not capable of. If you watch any of Derrick Henry's training videos, what is he always doing? Straight line, phantom, straight up. Any, none of his drills are side to side. Him doing any type of lateral movements, he'd probably fucking tear his ACL like right away. He'd oh no, I think there would be. Trip. I think there would be more risk for injury. Don't get it fucked up. There'd be more risk for injury. But what I'm saying is, like, you could like to use the Niners as an example. There's times where you see our running backs get to the edge, and it has nothing to do with their athletic ability or speed. Although we do try to roster the fastest running backs in the NFL all the time. But you, there's some there's some plays where they're just so wide open it wouldn't even matter if they were slow. So I, I think his yeah. size I think his size is an illusion. Uh, I hate to do this comparison because I don't want to start this argument, but I'm going to say it. He's a stat stuffer. He looks like fucking Russell Westbrook to me. Like what he do? You got this big ass dude who runs in a straight line, and if it's some smaller dudes, he's going to plow through them. Cool, Zion does that. I, I'm I'm not impressed for it. Now, when you had Kareem Hunt when he was with the Chiefs, what did you have? Everybody was glued to the TV like, yo, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. Then he made the mistake he did. He ended up on the Browns, and he still – him and Nick Chubb have 1,000 yards. That's fucking crazy. Nick Chubb it's was gone. No, It's yeah. pretty ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. Nick Chubb was gone for like six, seven games because he had COVID and whatever other injuries may have happened to him. He didn't play. He has 1,000 yards. Now, imagine if either of them got that backfield by themselves. You mean yeah. to tell me they wouldn't have 2,000? But like, I, I'll, say on, this, I'll, say, I'll say this. I'll say this. Well, I'll say this just to end this off because I think the one thing that all three of us agree agree on is when it comes to ranking him as a running back is he's a guy that you absolutely have to play a certain way with because of his um, lack of diversity in the, in his skills and his talents and his abilities. So yes, we feel like that's why I would not put him above a lot of these guys. It's because yeah. It's like it's like yes, he's it's great that he can play this way and he can do it at a phenomenal level. If I just so happen want to want to do something differently, I can't. I can't say let's get some screen passes in here. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like you're kind of strapping our offense, buddy. If if they lock you up, if they stop you at the at the point of attack, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Uh... But yeah, with Derrick Henry, they're like he's just. We all agree that he's just not the best uh, running back in the league. I do, but I I have him a I have him higher than Kareem Hunt at the at least. Uh, but um, you guys name guys that you have higher than him, so I'm going to name mine. I have um. I I have CMC obviously Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. Um, Nick Chubb, and yeah, I think he would be. He'd probably be five. He yeah. he probably he probably be five. And you then think I he's would, better than Saquon? Uh, Saquon's not around, and I don't know what he's Saquon going to doesn't be. make my list only because he hasn't been healthy long enough. Yeah, like I, like it's, it's I haven't seen the, him this year. But if if you ask if it, like if I could say that if I could if you could guarantee me that Saquon helped. Saquon can stay healthy 
But no, if you could guarantee me that Saquon could play more than six games in the next two seasons, then I'll put him on my list. And if I had to, and if I could put Saquon on my list, he would be probably third. But, but what I'm saying is, you can't. I can't even tell you that he's going to play six games in the next season. He didn't play six games this season. Well, listen, he might not play six games the season man, after that. He's not going to be on as my far list. As for he's me, an NA. He's an NA, bro. Yeah, as far as for me, it's <laughs> um, Saquon is uh, is not applicable, and it's not yeah. because of his uh, his talent. It's, it's not because no. of his lack of talent. It's just simply, I don't know what you're going to be coming back from this injury. So, like, it, it's not that he um often get injured or anything like that for me. It's just I just don't know what you're going to be moving forward. So, until I see what you're going to be moving forward. But based on his past, Saquon was better than I, – Saquon was better than Derrick Henry. I would not argue with you, Ricky, if you're telling me that Saquon's better than – that's not even a – like, yeah, I would never argue that shit. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to argue. You say like, injury, and then you, you – you... And you say Dalvin Cook. That's that's where I'm like, oh, well, Dalvin, I want to vomit. Like that, Dalvin that, Cook that, that, actually oh. went through a full season now. Because guess what? Guess what? I wouldn't do up until this year. I didn't put Dalvin Cook on any of my list either. But now that he's made it through a season, I, he can make the list now. I need some alcohol. Take it. Take a sip, brother. Take a sip. Yeah. If, without with, without without this season that Dalvin had, he wouldn't be on my list. He would be an NA too. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's hey, that's all. All I ask is for you to at least get through a recent season. That's all. Fair. fair. And, and to me, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both played enough games. Right. Well, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, so. Our next topic was what exactly? Um, shit. Oh yeah, let's get it. Let let's just get into it, man. This past weekend, Derek, not only did Derrick Henry set uh get his two thousand yards, but the Eagles, my team, had people up in arms, had everybody up in arms over their decision to uh pull Jalen Hurts out the game and essentially lock up uh, lock up uh, Washington going to the playoffs by start having Nate Sudfield play, finish out the game. So, Giants fans was up in arms, all, all angry. How dare you disrespect the game like this? I would have never I, I would never think this would happen. How dare you? Um, so I'm just going to start with you guys and say my opinion for last. How do you guys feel about it? Rick, I'll let you go first. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. Um, Giants fans, stop crying. You guys like traded Odell. Like, I don't want to hear no disrespect <laughs> going at all. You guys had Eli Manning for a quarterback for God knows how long. I should have got rid of that motherfucker so many years ago. Um, from the Eagles, I don't blame them. Like, we have nothing to really gain from this. Fucking, they, they, you guys went up in your draft pick for for losing this, correct? Uh, we yeah. say that say that one more time. You went up in the draft pick. Oh uh, no, yeah. But we, well, we didn't go up. We stayed where we were. If we had if we had won, we would have went down. We would have went. We would have went from six to nine or six to ten. 
then good. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Washington. Get to the playoffs. Now, I know you have Alex Smith that's damn near broken. And what's that other kid's name that died? He died on the field. That guy as your backup quarterback. <laughs> you guys got rid of Haskins. Cool. Go ahead. Go to go to the playoffs. Clap it up for a first-round exit. You're, you're, you're more than likely not going to beat Tom Brady. Now, your draft pick is going to be somewhere at the bottom, and you're going to have to fix some bullshit because you're not going to get one of these top two, top three quarterbacks. I'm fine with that. Let me get my draft yeah, pick. But, Stay where it is. I can figure out what we're going to do. We have uh, we have we we have our backup that can possibly be serviceable for next season if we do get rid of Wentz, or we can possibly trade him and maybe even get something better out of the draft. Fuck you guys. I'm not here to service y'all. If you guys wanted to get into the playoffs, you would have won some fucking games. Don't put that burden on my back because you're fucking trash. Like, out of here. I, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. That's how I honestly see it. They made an executive decision, and it was the right one. We have nothing to gain from winning this game. We need this draft pick to be up higher. Now, hopefully they use the shit right, because we saw who you guys picked last year, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> what I will say to add to what Ricky's talking about, man, is uh, what I see is uh, a bunch of garbage bags, a bunch of bags of garbage arguing about who spilled garbage on who. And it's like, but you're already a garbage bag yourself. So I don't, you know, whether there's gar, whether, whether there's a little bit of garbage spilled on the outside of your bag, shouldn't matter because you're filled with garbage anyway. But so, so I do feel that way. I feel like Giants fans uh, should just be quiet. I understand how they feel though, and if they're gonna have a beef with anybody, it can't be with the Eagles. It has to be with the. If you're gonna take that complaint, you gotta take that up with the league. You know what I'm saying? And you're really not gonna you're not gonna get anything from that. So of course they know that. So that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna bitch about they're gonna bitch about the Eagles and they're gonna try to attack the Eagles. This is a vision rival. They're gonna feel that way. They, uh, do, do does anybody nobody thinks that the Eagles were doing this with the intent of keeping the Giants out of the playoffs. So Giants go sit down somewhere. Nobody's trying to slight you. If it was the Cowboys, maybe you would have an argument. But you're the Giants, so there is no argument. People don't even hate y'all because that's how garbage you are. Okay, so 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 let me let me move forward. And I, so, but but my opinion on it is this: the, the thing that I had a problem with is the blatancy of this whole entire situation. Like 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 I, after it was done, I remember talking to Mark and I told him straight up. I was like, "Yo, I don't know if I've ever seen." a tank move in game on week 17. Now, now I've seen people say, you know what, we're going to go into week 17. We're going to send all our starters. We're definitely not trying to win. And usually there's been some moments where teams accidentally win, or there's been moments where they ran the ball 50 times instead of throwing the ball. Anytime it was third down, it could be third down in, 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 in inches and they'll be like or, or and then they'll just run straight up the middle make sure they don't get you know what I'm saying they'll do it, it'll look like it won't look like a blatant tank everybody knows they're tanking but it won't be blatant right and then you have the eagles who do this which off the bat them starting Jalen hurts was a mistake if y'all really was trying to lose this game and you really and your excuse for putting Sudfeld in, in the first place was to get him reps wouldn't you just play Sudfeld the whole game like, like this is how this is how defunct this team is. This how this this is how terrible the Eagles organization is. These fools can't even tank right. Okay, 
Like, how do you go to tank a game and then almost start winning it and then have to do a little extra thinking on top? Like, like so my, my issue with them is if you're trying to tank, tank. You know, Sudfeld the whole game, it would have saved you from any possibility of winning. You don't play, you don't play uh, Hurts and then score on two drives and then on the third drive miss a fourth down which clearly they intentionally went for, you know, like you, you don't want to do that and then be like, okay, this dude's playing too well. And then we're going to send him. Cause like somebody mentioned, it was mentioned before that he came out after the half, like Hertz came out after the half, like he started the second half, like even another situation where they could have just put Seth in. Like, it's just, it's everything about it is just clearly on camera. We, we caught you guys blatantly tanking. So whether the NFL does something or not, it is what it is. Like, I, I just see it as another reason as to why the Eagles are completely trashed as an organization. Tanking should be the easiest thing you should be able to do. And you guys can't – you guys almost fucked that up. So I, that's what I got for the tank situation, Mark. What you got, man? What you got? Listen, <laughs> um, as far as – as far as all this shit, like, um, Eagles owe nobody anything. If the Eagles wanted to play Jalen Hurts for a little bit to to see what he could do against the Washington uh, football team's defense, and then they saw enough, and then they decided to pull him to ensure that they lose, fuck you. Who cares? Like my like <laughs> is that is that the is that the memo they sent out to the Eagles fans, Mark? What script you reading off of? Like no. never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, because listen, like, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, man. Like you Giants fans, and I'm literally saying you Giants fans, because I've watched Max Kellerman pretend to be all up in arms yesterday and shit. Listen, <laughs> we didn't keep you out of the playoffs. What kept you out of the playoffs was your bum ass six and ten record. Like, that's what kept you out of the fucking playoffs, dog. <laughs> and nobody else, nothing else kept you out of the playoffs. We didn't, we weren't the gatekeepers. Yep. Your bum ass 6 and 10 record was the gatekeepers that kept you out of the fucking playoffs. You want to fucking talk about the integrity of the game. Where was your integrity of the game all fucking season? As you started Daniel <laughs> Jones and, and shit like that. Like, where the fuck was the integrity of the game then? Like, n- nobody told you to, nobody told you to draft. Daniel Jones, you're talking about integrity of the fucking game. Shut the three, fuck up. They started the season with three-fifths of their offensive linemen playing out of position. Exactly. Like, I just, like for, integrity of the game. We didn't even, like, this, it happened so long ago, we forget that that whole offensive line situation is the reason why we're not talking about Saquon right now. <laughs> the, I've, I've watched Saquon carry the ball 15 times and get eight yards. Like, I was like, and I was watching the games, and I'm like, it's not his fault. Like, they're just in there. Like, I don't. I, what do you want Saquon to do? Like, I was we we was making bets on how long it would be before Saquon would get hurt. Yeah, I mean, that's how crazy it was. You, like you said, talk about integrity of the game. You know, yeah, how you like, gonna be crying about getting something taken away from you that you didn't even deserve in the first place? Yeah, like Doug, nobody <laughs> nobody kept y'all from winning, Doug. Like, yo, you lost to the you lost to the Eagles. Because Daniel Jones decided to trip over his own feet while fucking <laughs> while running like a bat out of hell, and because Evan 
and because Evan Ingram can't catch a wide open pass. Like duh, that yeah. you would you would have you would have been seven you would have been seven and nine had you won that game. Like hey. these are all stuff that you did to yourself. Like stop it, man. Like what the Eagles do from here has nothing has nothing to do with you. And anybody that's out there that's not a Giants fan or whoever that says, well, like you always play to win. Fuck you. I am playing to win. I'm playing to yeah. win in the future. And me having the the sixth pick is me winning in the future versus me having the tenth pick. Like, I was so- gonna ask Mark because uh, I know we had a whole episode about. When do you start to root for your team to lose? In week 17 for the Eagles, this was that moment, Mark, where like a lot of people were, you know, iffy about how about the season and whether or not they should be trying to win games and what what's going on. But it all came together. Week 17, every single Eagle fan around the world wanted the same thing. Just please lose this game. Like, like I'm just saying. So, like, yes, I, I mean, you do root for your team to lose at that point. I I fully expected your take to be this because you're like, no, man, you're goddamn right we taken. It's the one thing that I expect out of my coaching staff that they should be able to do right this season. So and and I was gonna make a make an anime reference for the old for Daniel Jones tripping, you know what I'm saying? It was like Deku using fucking uh one for all <laughs> for the first time and shit. Like he ain't never ran that fast before, dog. Like <laughs> Clearly, he had no control over his powers. It's like he, it's like he was borrowing somebody else's legs. Like, <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing, Mark. But, yes, that play, it comes down to that play, Mark. It comes down to that game. Yeah. Like, y'all could have been there. <laughs> yeah. Y'all literally tripped over yourselves. Like, yeah, like, dog, like, <laughs> this is all, like, it's all nonsense to me. Like, nah, we got it. Like, we're doing what's best for our team's future. Any fan that doesn't understand that, I don't think you're a real fan. If you don't understand doing what's best for your team's future in week 17, then shut up. Like, go away. Like, go be a fan of some other team. Like, like this this is a problem. We have holes everywhere. We need that six-pick. And, in fact, we need that six-pick mostly because we probably need to trade it so we can get more picks. I was gonna say because y'all only got money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> y'all only got money, so you gotta get you. You better get some talent, some young talent like, that's fuck, cheap, man. Um, <laughs> you better get yeah. the draft. That's, that's I, I my... think. I, I think the Eagles did the smartest thing by throwing that game because they didn't want to end up like the Jets. The Jets beat the Rams, and everybody was shocked, but that kind of hurt you more than anything else. You showed mm. that you know hey. you guys are capable of winning something, but you just lost again. Hey, you Trevor, lost Trevor Lawrence was in the back, like. Whew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like hey. listen. But speak. But speaking of man, here's the thing. Because uh, you brought it up, Trevor Lawrence. Listen. In, in order to be a successful quarterback in the in the National Football League, you need not to be drafted within the first five picks. That's just period. That's just that's just the simple fact. If you're drafted in the first five picks it's pretty much guaranteed that you're not going to be all that successful because there's a reason why teams are drafting you that remind me because there's a reference that I want to use that I cannot do on the show right now. Remind me after we finish recording, 
Ricky, you get a kick out of it. But yes, like the, it's funny that you mentioned the top five pick thing. Is there's just so many there's so many resources that go to that, and there's so much failure and um, turmoil and uh, basically the uh, dysfunction that has to happen for you to be in line to get the to get that top five pick. So your top five pick quarterback, that just means that you're going to a dysfunctional organization nine times out of 10. And that is part of the reason why I agree with you, Mark, where you say like, if you win that top five, it has to be, a, it has to be a on purpose accident. Like the Colts, who was a great organization that had the Peyton Manning thing happen. And then they said, just to make sure we get the, get, get a top quarterback. We're shipping away our entire offensive line. Like they got, they literally shipped off the entire offensive line and said, "We're just gonna, we're gonna make sure we can't win any games." But obviously, in turn, that 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 didn't work out for the best. Maybe they shouldn't have shipped off the entire. But but that's line. that's but, what I was gonna say because but, in the end, but, but, in the but, end, yeah. that's exactly what that's exactly why you lost your top pick is because you didn't have an offensive line. He got hurt they, and. Well, in that moment is when they went from being a great organization to a bad one. But but yes, like typically some it has to be some sort of freak accident for a good organization to be picking in, in that in that tier. The Steelers will never be uh, have a top five pick unless they trade for one. Like that's yeah. just the way it works. Pates, Patriots won't have. I mean, it's. As much as you can say about the Patriots this year, they'll never have a top five pick as long as Belichick is coaching. All right. Um, this <laughs> is, but yeah. Uh, oh, he don't want to hear about Belichick coaching. All right, go ahead. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> listen, um, I will say this um, on the exit out of football, though. Um, this is an announcement to everyone. I will be suspending. Uh, I will be suspending my Eagle fanhood until further notice um i'm going i i am not abandoning them the same way that i <laughs> that i cut off the sixers but i just can't emotionally invest into the eagles for the time being like basically i'm just going to i'm i'm emotionally checking out from the eagles for the time <laughs> being um because the fact that the fact that they have no intent, at least as of right now, they have no intention of firing Doug Peterson, no intention of firing Howie Roseman, and with all the evidence that goes against both of these gentlemen, is baffling to me. And they essentially, uh, Dougie's getting an extension, from what I hear, the rumblings are behind the scenes, and, and, and essentially, <laughs> um. Excuse me. Essentially, they're just saying, yo, we don't care what happens next year. We're going to just throw it all away. And I'm pretty sure we're going to draft somebody that that should be a fifth round pick and we're going to draft them at six. So, whatever. You're not even excited about the six overall pick, huh? No, not at all. Not, <laughs> not at all. So, I will be is suspending my emotional investment in the Eagles. And uh, Sean knows me pretty well. He knows that when I he say means these, that shit, <laughs> I, I really do mean it when I say this type of shit. So yeah, um, 
But yeah, man, let's get out of let's get out of football, right? You know, guys. Man, that was kind of a sad ending to the football talk. <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's go ahead and move on. That's just depressing. That great. I've never seen a divorce happen. They're not even divorced. They just separated. He's like, look, I'm going to go get an apartment over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're just separated for now. We'll see what happens in this next year, you know? <laughs> right. Now, interestingly enough, um, we're, uh, we're moving on and just talking about the Eagles. And I was talking about how I uh, divorced the Sixers long ago. And as um, I'm, I'm one of those uh, divorced people that's happy to see, uh, to happy to see my former mate thrive, because the Sixers seem to finally pull their heads out. Well, finally put something together that actually works. Um, Doc Rivers has this team running well. Um, Dwight Howard is a great addition when it comes to uh, being the backup to Joel Embiid, um, being able to, being able, coming in on the 17 minutes that he gets and getting the rebounds. So he's still able to be that, uh, that, uh, that force and to be able to uh, get the, um, to get the boards is a, is a great help to the team. Um, so it's better than what they were doing with Al Horford last year, where they just had him sitting around the, sitting around the perimeter, trying to jack up threes, like he was, uh, Reggie Miller. So, (laughs) yeah, that's funny. (laughs) So I don't know, man. The Sixers right now looking like the best team in the league today. Wow. Not even the East, huh? The best in the league. I said today, today. Today, damn, like, to, like, that's, that's still a statement. That's still yeah, a no, it is a statement. It is a statement. <laughs> no, it is. Like we we see the we see the we see the shooting from uh, Danny and Seth, and and Tyrese Maxey. Like he he has a lot of promise for the future. Like I I like I like what what they, what they got going. And um, I'm sorry, was that a wee? I almost heard a wee slip. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. You hey, <laughs> no, you did. You definitely did. You almost called the ex boo. You nah. know what I'm saying? Nah, like, nah. Uh, what you call me? Oh no, nah, that's no, nah, no. Nah, I'll say something else. Uh, go, go ahead. Exactly, dog. <laughs> not, not for me. Didn't hear. From me. But listen, man. What do you guys think of uh, what the Sixers is doing so far with the start? Ricky. You go ahead and take this one. No, no. Ricky, or you want me to go you, first? Brother. This is you, brother. All right, so first and foremost, um, the fact that you think Dwight is a great backup is hilarious. Um, them being the best team in the league right now is understandable. I'll be, I'll be kind with that. And um, overall, we'll give Doc Rivers his credit. He has the team looking a lot better. Um, I'm going to start with all the pros, then we'll go to the cons. Um, one of the best moves he could have did this offseason was pick up Lesser Curry. Lesser Curry was exactly what they needed. They needed someone yes. who wasn't a bum like J.J. Redick, someone who can actually dribble the ball, score, and lead the team. Oh, you mean somebody that is actually good at playing more than one facet of the game? Yeah. Yes. Yes. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, he could do more than one thing. Okay, got you. All right, go ahead. 
Um, <laughs> what's the young boy's name off of the um, – uh, I'm sorry. How do you guys say it? The young bull? Is that how the Philly people say it? The young bull? I'm, try, I'm trying to get that right. Sorry, you butcher, you're you. saying it right, but you're definitely saying it wrong. Your accent is I, off. I, I can't go ahead. It. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Shake Middleton, Shake Middleton, I believe his name is. Shake that, that Milton. Boy, Shake, Milton. Shake Milton. Milton, there you go. He, he he's he's doing you guys some service. He's he's a yeah, great he and the best addition off the bench. He he's been oh so you're accepting it's, it as a week because that's I said that on purpose to to catch you. That, that's your team, Mark. Right. Uh, <laughs> no. But but we mentioned we mentioned uh, Shake Milton. We made was, mention uh, him needing to get more minutes uh, the year that Jimmy Butler was there. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did. So, like, but we. I was. We I'm it. sorry. I was. Yeah, but go ahead. See, you, you, you distracted him. You tricked him. You, you used yeah, the. Yeah. I was, the, I was distracted. I was looking at my phone. Said, I apologize. He set, you, he set you up, man. Look at that. It's a trap. I, I, I that just don't count. I see. That's I don't got, count, man. I see. I got to put my phone down when uh when this guy. Yo, there's always that one friend that's trying to get you back with your ex. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> oh, yeah. One. oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's gotta be it. I don't want them to get the ring and then you come running in toward the altar when you're at the finals chicken in going, no, I love you. I don't This room never let us sit Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, I think those additions to the team has made them a lot better. Um, the only addition that I don't like too much is Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, he's came in, he's done some, you know, great veteran leadership. We saw him talk to Ben Simmons after they uh, media, I want to say, attacked him about the three-point shooting again. And, you know, he went with them after a game and they put up shots. And then that very next game, Ben Simmons came out, he took a three and he made it. Sure, it's only one, but the fact was he was one of those people to get in his ear, talk about it, train with them, and do it. I, I find that commendable. Now, as far as his play on the court, I think he's going to be a liability for you guys. There's a reason why he's playing 17 minutes. Once they had to install him as a starter when Embiid sat out that one game, you notice you guys lost. Uh, he can't stretch the floor. He uh, overcompensates with this uh, whole defensive player status he used to have. It's not there anymore. Um, he fouls out often, and I think that's going to hurt you guys and you guys need him on those games when Joel Embiid might have to sit down or, God forbid it, he's injured during the season and you guys have a long stretch of not having him. Um, yeah. Ben Simmons looks a lot better as far as his uh, – play on the uh, court, him having the addition of Seth Curry is allowing him to do less with more, meaning mm -hmm. he can be in certain positions on the field. Well, I'm sorry, not the field, on the uh, court, get those passes off and have a reliable knockdown shooter. So you can kind of hide him. Uh, if need be, he can go over to that corner now. And I think he's going to probably start taking a lot more of those shots in the near future since uh, what's that boy's name? Dwight is helping him with his confidence and building in that. The only problem he's still having is why doesn't he take any contact at the rim? I don't know why he shies away from it. He doesn't get to the free throw line. You're a big dude. Assert yourself. Go to up, grab the fucking ball, dunk it. I don't like the finesse thing. Are you talking that, about that, that's not working? You talking about Ben? Ben Simmons, yeah. He yeah, is he's not he's two things. He's a pretty boy. Um in the best that's the best way that I could describe it, but he's a guy. Sometimes we get these bigger guys that still think they're little. That that have the point guard mentality, you know what I mean. He has this mentality of I'm gonna work around. He's like I don't know if you are familiar with dogs. Great Danes are huge dogs, but they don't know that they're big. They they fumble and stumble into everything. They try to jump in your lap and shit. Like he's like a Great Dane. It's like he's big, but he doesn't know that he's big. So he's over there shying away from contact. 
uh, like you said, at the rim and stuff like that. When not, it's it's one thing to just kind of allow the contact to happen naturally, but he don't even do that. Like, and besides that, like you said, if you're bigger, we need you to take advantage of your size. It's great that you have all the finesse moves and everything, and and you do have that ability to to in in agility, and you do move like a guard. The the thing is, like sometimes those guys don't want to be it's like they 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 try to stray away so far away from being the big guy that this is part of what happens you know what i'm saying it's like no i don't want to be the guy that's just under the basket doing this and doing that i think he's also afraid of the free throw line because he i don't think he you know he's not very confident at the free throw line but well but i feel you i i this is what i told mark i told mark this before like earlier in the year was like yo i don't care if you shoot I, I, unless it's the fourth quarter, I don't care if you shoot 40 or 50% from the line. If you have the ability to draw 10 fouls in the game, do it because you're taking somebody else out of the game. Right. Exactly. We'll, we, we'll find a place to hide you in the fourth. But if, if for three quarters you could just take people out of the game with fouls, please do it. You know, and I, and I do agree with you on that. He definitely needs to do that. <laughs> One of the uh, better things, well, I will say this before we get away from Ben Simmons and I go to NB. As you said with the dogs, Doc Rivers needs to grab him and then one of those other players and rub their faces together. You cannot shy away from the free throw line and not take threes. One of them has to give. On one that, of them has on to give. On that roster, Ricky, who is that guy? Who is the guy that is fiery enough to get him fired up? Dwight Howard's going to have to treat him like Kelly Oubre so he feels uncomfortable. He's going to have to talk to him and get in his head. So far, he's got him to take the three. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's his comedic approach or whatever that Dwight Howard brings to the team or whatever, someone's going to have to do that. Doc Rivers is going to have to get in one of his legendary acts and start yelling yeah. at him like he did Rondo was, to win a fist fight or something. I was like, going to say gonna have to do something. There's only two people on that roster that I think that would be able to get a, a reaction out of him, or it's the type of personality that might possibly get a reaction out of him is Dwight Howard and Seth Curry. That's only two people like, cause Seth to me, to me, the way that Seth plays on the court, he's a dog. Like, but he's also quiet. <laughs> he's, all, you know, what I'm saying so. Like, it, but he's so quiet that if he does speak, somebody's going to listen to him. So, so like, but I don't, but I just don't see it happening. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Like I said, who Not is that? Who is that player? You're right. It has to be Doc because there is no player there for that. So. We'll see what and damn sure can't be the bead. If a bead opens his mouth, that's a problem to get. So you can't do that. But I will they don't have problems. They don't, that's what they said. That's what they said in the playoffs and in the interviews. They said they ain't got no problems. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, my bad. Go ahead. Go sure, ahead. Sure. <laughs> the best thing Dr. Rivers has done with this team so far is picking up those players on the offseasons. Joel Embiid's conditioning has shown. He's looked amazing. He's gone in there. He looks a lot stronger. He's not winded going up and down that court. And the final piece of his game has come there. He recognized when the double team is now coming, and he passes out. Maybe that's because of the personnel. Having Seth Curry and, you know, that shake kid on there, I'd be more than comfortable with going, here you guys go, take the ball, shoot on the double. So yeah, the see, team's now, looking great. The, 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 and and to, your, to your point that you made earlier when Mark said that they are the, they, 
they're basically in his eyes they're the best team in the league. I understand what you're saying, where you say it's arguable, it's, it's understandable. They're playing the best. In That's the what I right was now. saying. That's they're what I was saying. Absolutely playing better. That like they're on a consistency level in the high level. Yes, that they. I I I can you can make an argument to say that they are playing the best. I I I agree. So now, do I think they're the best team in the league right now? No, I don't. But but with but uh, but also you know like I said, it's the beginning of the season. And teams are trying to figure shit out. It is what it is, you know. But like being being the best team in the beginning of the season, I don't really take too much stock in that. Listen, um, listen, just call it is like because you're double talking right now. That like you're like that. They are the best team. They're playing the best right now. So, therefore, they are right now. Now, whether or not you think they're going to be the ones in the end, that's a totally different conversation. We're talking about right now, they are outperforming the other teams. That's just... I just think that there's teams that could beat them right now. But they just haven't played them. But I'm, we're not gonna get into it. But I, but well, I, but I'm well, just saying, no, I, because that's part of the conversation. Who who's that team? Who do you think can beat them right now? Lakers. Like the seeing who they are right the now. The Lakers. Okay. Uh, well, they're not going to see the Lakers for a long time. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I can't. We, we can't. Like there's no point. We can't have the argument. But in, but anyways. But anyways. Uh. Um. But with that. But going just getting back to this. Everything that Ricky said. I understand what you're saying. I agree. Um, I like I do like what I'm seeing. I like what Doc Rivers has done with the team. The biggest thing, like we met that I mentioned before, that me and Mark mentioned before, when we talked about the Doc Rivers hire on that episode. I I felt me and Mark both felt that Tobias Harris. We were we were hoping to see Tobias Harris unlocked. Player of the week. Doc, but this, this, you know, seeing as though Doc was the last guy to get something out of him, uh, and once again he is unlocked. You know what I'm saying? And and. This is the, the Tobias Harris that they were hoping that they were getting when they signed <laughs> when they signed him uh, to, to begin with. So hopefully, you know, this is something that we'll see. This love, the production, anyways, the production. Hopefully, we see this production and uh, from Tobias Harris throughout the throughout the year. Um, my big question mark for for Philly, though, in in and it's the playoffs. It's always the playoffs. Playoff basketball is different. Right now, they have shown me that they do have the ability. They're so they're showing me things defensively. Uh, they're playing defensively at the level that I would have expected them to be playing at the past two years. Um, that's going to help them in the playoffs. But the the, the question, the, there's two big things that need to happen. What is, what's going to happen with Ben Simmons? Will they still be able to? Um, Hide him not shooting during the playoffs, and and Embiid with all the improvements that you've seen so far, um, will Embiid be able to? Will they be able to in a pinch give the ball to Embiid, and ha- and will Embiid take up the challenge of dominating another big man in the post when they need him to? Because that was a problem that they had in the past with Embiid is that he would get these times where they would clear out and he would go one-on-one with guys in, in the, in crunch time and he wouldn't be able to perform. So, but as for right now, I don't think there's any cause for concern for the Sixers. I, I like them. I like them right now. If I had to, if I had to come up with a, 
you know, a playoff situation right now. Obviously, it's way too early for that shit, but Sixers, if they're going to play this way, I don't see them finishing lower than second in the East. So, All right. Um, That's fair. Um, That's fair. With that said, man, one team that finished second or was second out of the East last year but seems to have tripped up coming into this year is the Toronto Raptors. Um, what's going on, man? They're one and five start, man. How do you guys feel about that? What What do you think is the problem there? Do you think it's just uh, bad luck or or is there a, le- a legitimate issue that they need to fix? And yeah, you... get rid of Mick Nurse. Mm-hmm. It, B, could you could you could you uh, give us a little more detail there? Uh yeah. So um, everyone, you know, said Nick Nurse was this great coach. He's won on every level, mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, Nick Nurse can't get a team together. He let Ibaka and Gasol walk. Both of them went to L.A. Separate L.A. teams, but those were your anchors. You were known as a defensive team, but you got rid of two former. Deploys, if I'm not mistaken. Both of them have got defensive Both players. Both of them, yep. And you replace that with two horrible, horrible centers. Baines and Al- what's his name? Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn has been horrible. He's had flashes of offensive play. Baines is the same thing. He's, he's They can stretch the floor, but then when it comes to defense, that shit's questionable. I don't like Len that's at all. I don't like I don't like him at all. But that's just me personally. I, but go ahead, continue. And Baines, I I've always felt a certain way about him. I know you follow everything Suns, so I. I, I, I <laughs> the, the, the 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 reason Baines looks so great is he was a pick and pop person. Now you inserted him yeah. inside of a pick and roll system. He can't totally roll. different. Yeah, totally he different. He can't roll, and he's having problems adjusting. Um, you tried to bring him in to use him for offense. That's not there. Uh, you can't expect him to use his strengths when you're trying to force his weaknesses. That's not working out. We're seeing it. They have to keep pulling them off the floor because it's not working. You have uh, Pascal. Pascal. I hate to say it. He, he's trash. He, he, even his nickname is trash. They call him, what is it, Spicy P or whatever? Like, a guy that wouldn't make him like that. I need, to pause it. I need to pause every time somebody calls him that, but that's just <laughs> – you know, but they call him Spicy P. For that's, that's been called since Spicy the playoff P. since the playoff run since that since the Kawhi playoff run. Yeah, we but isn't there a con, isn't there a cam model named Spicy J? Yes, there is. You see the problem, right? You see where the dilemma comes, right? <laughs> like so, <laughs> yo, the fact that you know who Spicy J is a problem, strong. The the fact that you brought up Spicy J is a problem. (laughs) The fact that Spicy J made it into a conversation because this man's name is Spicy P is a big problem. That's exactly (laughs) what we're talking about. It's a problem. Now, Nick Nurse has all of this acclaim of being this great coach, but he can't get his team together. You put the wrong pieces to this puzzle, and it's not working out. You have a defensive-minded coach that is trying to force offense in, and he's picked the wrong personnel. It's not working. You guys picked the wrong person to be the face of your team. 
team because of false hope in the finals. We all know Siakam had a great finals run, but do we know why he had a great finals run? Because you had fucking Kawhi Leonard as the face there. All the attention went to him. Continue, continue. No, he. what I'm saying is attention-wise, Siakam was third on the list of attention. Because remember, because remember, um, that's around the time that what's his name started going off too, Van Fleet. OG. Oh yeah, Van Fleet. You're so correct. so they were just like you. It's like like Siakam was an afterthought, and it was just like, well, damn, we're worrying about all these other people going off, and he benefited from it. I mean, he sees the moment. You got to give him that much. But yes, you're right. Well, even with that, you have two problems. No one wants to talk about it before. You have two undersized guards in a. A, a, a league now where usually your shooting guard is the size of a small four, six, seven going up. Only person smaller than that that's potentially good is worth of note is CJ McCollum, but he can't defend anybody. Ooh. Yeah. I... So now, now you have these two digits that's running your defense in the backcourt. Cool. But you're in the East where all the East's powers are in the front court. Giannis, Embiid, Ben Simmons. Uh, now you got to do Aaron with Bam. Gordon, but Bam's over there. And you have nobody who can deal with it. See, Akin can't do it. He's frustrated. Yeah. He can't score. Okay. He doesn't know how to train by himself. You just have too many things going against you. And you guys gave up everything to get Kawhi. Everything. Yes. And he's so, not even there anymore. So this is what I'll say. This is, and, and I wanted to jump in. And this is one of the, you, you brought up some interesting things that I forgot about that I definitely want to add to my points here. Because, um, yes, the sellout for Kawhi is taking effect. Um. These are holes that can't be filled because of that. Um, um, at least not immediately. Um, the 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 um, I thought it was crazy that Gasol and Ibaka both walked. And this is what I'll say: people don't talk about it because it's not it's not sexy what 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 Mark Gasol does. But Mark Gasol does anything that you need him to do. Like the way that the way that they use the way that they are trying to use uh, Brooke Lopez uh, or yeah, the way that they're trying to use Brooke Lopez in, in Milwaukee, Marcus all is built for that. Marcus all can pass Marcus all can shoot an open three. Marcus all could post up. He he's, I, I think he has great. He's, he has some of the best vision of any center in the league. Uh, uh, definitely the best vision of any like traditional post up center or big man in the league. So you're talking about a guy that can, that is under the radar, that can sneakily have a positive effect on the offense overall just by being on the court. Because he's also he also has a high basketball IQ. So all the little things he's going to always be in the right spot when he needs to be. He's always going to move out of the way when he needs to. He's always going to set the right speed. He's just he's going to do everything right. You know what I'm saying? So there, I just don't I don't I didn't feel like there's a replacement for Mark Gasol. There isn't, which is exactly why they should have. They, they, you have to keep one of those guys. You have to keep Ibaka. You have to keep Marc Gasol. It's a little bit more manageable if you keep, if if you keep one of the two. But you can't lose both of them. And for the guys that they lost them for, it they don't even match styles of play. So you, Nick Nurse had to go into the season thinking, yo, we got to do something differently. Now, what I'll say is I'll give him some time. I'll give him some time to figure it out. Because it's been six games. Granted, don't don't get it fucked up. They should have more than one win. I, with the roster that they have right now, they should have more than one win. If you're if you're the coach that people say you are, 
and you have this this the, the talent that you have here, you should be able to win more than one game. I think they should at least won two. Now, with that said, Siakam, I really this is what I really wanted to talk about is Siakam. I saw some people asking about Siakam and saying is he really trash and all this other stuff. There's two things that I noticed during that playoff run with Siakam, and this is the reason why I didn't want to crown him. Um, I've seen I remember I told somebody during that time I've seen things similar to this before. Like the first year that DeMar DeRozan came out of his shell, people immediately jumped in out of the window and said, wait till he gets a three-point shot. And I was like, I don't think he's ever going to get one. You know what I mean? I was like, the mid-range that he developed is, I don't think you can ask him to do more than what you're asking him to do. And, 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 and he's not the type of player that's going to ever be clutch or not clutch, but he's never going to be the player that you want to want him to be as far as carrying a team. I don't think DeMar DeRozan is made to be a number one. Like there's a lot of things that I saw with DeMar DeRozan when everybody was like, oh, he took this big leap. Now we're expecting another leap. I'm like, there's not another leap. He is who he is. Right. And, and with Siakam, what I saw was a raw talent that took advantage of the opportunities that he got because of the system that he was in and he was being ignored defensively. Matt, now imagine this. I watched him score 22 points here and there in the playoffs. Number one, from the mid-range. When I say from the mid-range, he was not catching the ball out on the perimeter. So he's not taking anybody really off the dribble, right? He's, and the times that he did take people off the dribble from that mid-range elbow area, it was big guys. He was taking centers off the dribble. Like he's yeah. – so I wasn't impressed by that. Yes, he was, he was able to consistently hit like a little – you know, mid-range jumper and floater, and he was he was basically out-athleticing the people that were guarding him. And that has a lot to do with the way that the East was – the East is stacked, to your point. They have a lot of big guys. They have a lot of big guys that are not – they have a lot of big guys that are big guys, not, not your guys that are stretch fours that are really just slightly tall threes. No, the East has actual fours and fives. So, yes, he's going to embarrass those guys. You know, he got matched up a lot with those guys, and that's the matchups that they were making happen and that he was taking advantage of. They can't do that anymore with the personnel that they have. And the two guards, the two guards is the most ridiculous thing to me, only because when I saw Van Fleet have his uh, breakout playoff run, the first thing I thought was he's gone. The first thing I thought was they're going to trade him. If that man could start, then he's going to then, – then they have to trade him. I didn't think he could keep up the way that he was playing. But then he, he did in the regular season the next year. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, well, maybe he is good. I definitely thought they were going to trade him because it's just – it's like you can't have him and Lowry on the court at the same time. It's eventually going to be a problem. And then with the way that Lowry was playing, I was like, yo, this is crazy. So – what I'll say is they overperformed last year because of Lowry. Me personally, that's what I believe. I believe the team goes, it, it comes and goes as Lowry goes. And what I'm saying is, even for Kyle Lowry, what the fuck is he supposed to do with the Mark Gasol and Ibaka replacements? There's nothing you know he saying? can do. You can't, Siakam can no longer benefit. Siakam has to earn his points now. You know what I'm saying? The hard way. So now you, what you're seeing is his actual skill set limitations. So, it, it, and, and that's all it is. These limitations existed before. 
It's just it was hidden within the offense. Now, like I said, Nick Nurse has to find a way to make it work. I've praised Nick Nurse a lot on this show, and I'll be honest with you, right now, he's he is not he is not making me proud. And um, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this very closely because I feel like if he is the coach that I believe him to be, then he will be able to to fix this. I I I I would like to believe that a coach that is capable of changing around an offense and being able to change a rotation midseason and to be able to make in-game adjustments would be able to take the pieces that are given to him and make it work. I would like to think that those two go in hand go hand in hand, but I might be dead wrong in this situation. I'm I'm going to tell you why you're going to be dead wrong. <laughs> you never fixed the offense. The offense was never there. Oh no! All the I points came from transition. And well, I'm not going to transition from the defense. There's nothing he can do. You can't set up your great defenses, your box ones, your triangle twos, all these little special things you do when you got Aaron Baines and fucking whoever <laughs> the other idiot is on the on the floor. But like, this, but this is what it. I say. I, I wouldn't say fix. I, I never said he fixed any offense because I believe during Kawhi, pre Kawhi. Post-Kawhi, honestly, I feel like the offense was the same. But, but, but I mean, not, not as far as just how it was ran, but production-wise. So, so, like, I never thought he fixed any offenses. I'm just saying that once, like, like for example, when he, went, when he had the additions of Ibaka and when he went and got Gasol right before the trade deadline, he found, like, initially he didn't find a way to integrate them into the offense. Remember, or into the into the lineup. Remember, he it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen until the Philly uh, until the Philly series in the playoffs. But but what I'm saying is, if he was able to make that adjustment at that point and make an adjustment like that and then have it work, you would think that he'd be able to figure this out. So I'm I'm giving Nick Nurse another 12 games. He's getting 12 games that of me to figure this out. It's going to be broke. <laughs> I'm gonna 12 say games I'm is gonna, a lot. What I'm saying is by 12 games, he should be winning consistently. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this mm-hmm. and pass it to Mark. Nick Nurse is as bad as the coach as everybody claims that Steve Kerr is. He was gifted a team that was already put together. They won him a championship. That shit got broken apart, and now he doesn't know what to do. He is a fraud. Steve, oh. Kerr, is, is at least, Steve Kerr at least has our team winning games now. Well, and I will say this: we just for the record, me and Mark did say it wasn't an amazing feat to remove a small forward, an all-star small forward in Demar Derozan, and then insert basically Demar Derozan, that also is a defensive player of the year candidate. It's 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 not like you 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 basically sprinkled a lot of defense on Demar Derozan, and then you started the year. Like there was no the same yeah exactly you you basically have the same exact player on offense that just plays more efficiently so yes it was a very easy transition so I wasn't impressed by the Toronto championship if you can tell but <laughs> but, but go ahead Mark nah um you guys are saying a lot honestly uh because the former head coach. Whose name escapes me right now? What's who was the, who was the coach there before? Uh, the Ricky. Do you remember his name? Oh, uh, he's on the Pistons now. Um, um, um. Oh my God, I can see his face, but I can't remember. Yeah. I could always see his face. 
Hold up. I'll just look it up real quick. Yeah, I'm trying to find it right now. Dwayne Casey. There you go. Dwayne yeah. Casey. So, yeah, Dwayne Casey, um, essentially, he had he had that team. He had he had Toronto running on all cylinders uh, when he was there, and essentially he got fired because they wanted, um, I guess they wanted Nick Nurse and and the excuse what that and one of the excuses that they used was uh the benching of DeMar DeRozan in the playoffs. He needed that bench. But dog. but like he but that <laughs> but that benching was a thousand percent the right move. Like that benching was. was the absolute right move. And um so you are correct in saying that he was gifted he he was gifted a yeah. team. Um but unlike Steve Kerr, he was gifted a team and then given an addition, like like he was given a he was given a a huge addition. So, um, and now we see this year we're seeing what it looks like without that, without um, without that addition. Now, like I honestly. I can't point to exactly what's going on with this team as of right now being one and five. And, and mostly for me is because like, I just haven't been uh, following Toronto all that closely. So I was just listening to you guys and taking in your points here. Um, But I will say, I will say this, like, I don't, I don't think that this is something that will remain I don't like I think they'll be able to turn it around. Um and it's very early in the season. Uh one and five start. I think what I do think is the issue or what could be the issue is the is playing the teams back to back. Like uh playing the same teams back to back could be the issue, especially if you're already like if you don't have your shit together already. Like going against the same team but again is not going to help. That's still that's still also still points to what Ricky's talking about. That's a head coaching problem if you can't win a back to back. If you can't win one out of the two, like um, and, and this and this is what I'll say. Um, to me, if you just if we zoom out instead of being zoomed in like me and Ricky were, if you take a look at them as a team defensively, you will probably see that they were in the top three. Mm-hmm. And they probably dropped at least twenty positions defensively, and that's where the and the only way to make up that gap because I'm with him. There's no way that you can fill in that gap defensively with the personnel that you have. Is you have to be creative offensively, and since that's not his strong suit, I do agree with Ricky. It's probably not going to happen. But <laughs> but you know what I'm saying I didn't I didn't praise this man too much to bail out of him to bail out on him right now. But yes, it, the the future looks bleak because if you're if you're going to be giving up points, then well, goddamn it, you better be unstoppable offensively. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you were and like Ricky said, if you were eating offensively because of your defense, then you're going to be in for a long season. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, I'm on the side of you. Like, I don't think. Like, I'm just not bailing out on what. I'm that, not bailing yet. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not bailing out on what that could be just yet. 
Honest. That's your pride fucking with you. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care, man. I'm rocking with him. I'm rocking with him, you know? Um, and normally, I'm not that type of person. I'm not that type of person that'll, like, like out. Like people, like you'd be like, "Oh, I'm not loyal," but no, nah, like I just see a spade a spade. I'd be like, "All right, I'm out." Like it well, is what it is. But this one, I'm like, I, I want to give it a little bit longer. It, well, I'll tell you. Okay, Ricky, here's just one, just to get you to understand how I feel. I have a thing about coaches that can't adjust in game. Yeah, I'm just biased against coaches that can't really adjust in game or don't adjust as well in a game or from game to game in a series. I really despise them if they can't. And I've seen, because I've seen this man make adjustments from game to game in a series, or I've seen him make adjustments in game, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because of that. Because I know that, now, like I said, the two might not be synonymous with each other. Just because you can make those adjustments with a great roster does not mean that you can create a whole new system or make a bigger adjustment with a lesser roster. So I'm, I'm, I'm coming to that realization. So he will, let's just put it this way, Ricky, right now, it looks like he's plummeting very quickly out of my top five coaches very quickly. I mean, he's, I mean, he's not even going to be top 10 if he keeps this up. I'll close it. I'll close it like this. My Warriors got their ass destroyed by Portland. They got Dame talking out the side of his ear saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. Then everybody ran and said, it's the coaching. He's trying to force these people. How do we answer back? We blew them the fuck out. And Curry put down, what, 62? That, that, that was a lot of coaching. Whew. That was a lot of adjustments. That was a lot of stand here, do this, yeah. hear this. Why I'll, can't I'll, Nick Nurse do it? Yeah, uh, I'll say this. But it's a, I will. But to your that's a, that's a good question. That, that's a that's a good <laughs> question. And also to that point, um, it took games to be able to do that. It did. It wasn't. It wasn't like it was one. And so, hold on. Something's going. Is this on. not the same season? Yeah. No. I'm. No. I'm. No. I know it's the. I'm not saying it not happened within the season. It definitely is happening within the season. I'm saying it like it took one or two games. Like I maybe Nick Nurse just needs a little more time than he just needs to come to counter that. He to, to, to counter that. Okay, at the very least, I think they had Norman Powell without for maybe one game, which mm-hmm. is their six man. Cool. You didn't have your six man. You guys both started around the same time with this new staff. You guys have both played the same amount of teams. You guys have both played these teams back to back. We've actually had Draymond way less games with way less practice. Yeah. And we we're able to overcome this yeah. by switching up by the next game. Nick Nurse, you're supposed to be this collegiate, really dope coach that's one on all levels. And your famous box one was able to defeat Steph Curry and Gianna Santa Cooper to get you this magical trophy. Now, within six games, well, let's just say seven games. You can't adjust. Isn't that the same amount of time as the series? Seven that, games? That, you that can't is. figure out how to now, use your team? Now, well, this is – and I'll tell sure, you what the – it's not the same team. I'll tell you what the problem is. I'll, I'll tell you what the problem is. It, it's, it's, it's bad if a coach is – not as bad of a coach, but it's, uh, it's, we don't – we here don't think of 
of uh, Steve Kerr as being as great a coach as people say he is. But the one thing I can tell you right now is Steve Kerr attempts every single game. He does not waste any games. He attempts no. every game to make an adjustment to a lineup. He is pressing buttons and trying to see what sticks. At least he's trying. Because I do not see Nick Nurse trying right now, Ricky. Do, do, am, I, am I wrong to say that, that, that uh, Kerr is doing more and trying more things with the lineups than, than Nick Nurse is right now? No, because he's a coach. So he's coaching. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? Hey, you got no arguments from me, brother. You got no arguments from me. But you—that's you're right. Yes, like Steve Kerr is, is Steve Kerr is doing what I want him to do this season so far. This is what I hoped I would have saw last year, but you know what happened last year. But now we're getting an opportunity to see it because this is to me this is the test. I, I never threw Steve Kerr all the way out the window before, just because I'm like, no, I need to see him. He's gonna have an opportunity to prove it. You know, Steph is going to have a lot to – like, he's going to have an opportunity to prove a lot of things this season, too. And so far, even though it's a slow start, I like what I see with my eyes, Ricky. I like what I see from with my eyes from Golden State, where they are letting these guys figure out. They're not just – if they're trying. They're trying to fix it, and I can appreciate that on a coaching level. I'll leave you guys with a parting gift for Golden State because I don't want to take over the show. We're talking about my team for fandom, but the biggest adjustment that's happened with Golden State, and I want you guys to pay attention, listeners and yourselves, when you guys watch the game, yeah. Curry figured out that Curry has muscles now. Curry's using his game instead of that up-tempo. He's slowing down, and he's actually drawing the fouls. He's using his brain. Oh, you're going to jump over when I pump fake? Kobe, lean until you shot off. Okay, I'm going to get to the foul line. He's playing a lot smarter. The game has slowed down. And I think we're finally seeing Curry's Super Saiyan 3 or Super Saiyan God mode because his ability to use his IQ in-game now versus being flashy. Well, so, you know what? Well, oh, Super Saiyan God mode for him would be if he started slashing to the basket. But, Which he did last game. Yeah, I don't know if did. you watched the last game. No, no, no. He did. Did. Well, he that's the reason why he scored. But, 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 yeah. but, but this is what I was going to say is if he – When I say he starts, I mean consistently. Like yeah, that yeah, becomes well, well, a yeah, consistent thing. We we all I think all three of us are gonna agree on this. Is for a year like this where you don't know what the hell you're gonna get out of guys like Wiggins and Ubre you could you could hope that they're gonna come around. Maybe they do. I feel optimistic about it, whatever. But in the meantime, you have to you you can no longer look at it as outside in if you're Curry. I would love to see him play inside out because guess what? All it takes is a slight hesitation if they are afraid that you're going to take them off the dribble and take that shit to the rack and get an M1 or whatever you're going to do. That gives you that slight hesitation when you pull up now. It's going to keep – it's going to get him more open looks if he plays inside out. And I'm not even talking about, like, fully inside out. I just want him to be, like, maybe like a, like a 40-60, 35-65 split where he's just taking into the hoop maybe 40% of the time just to open up just open up a little bit more space to get the guys to play off of him. You know what I mean? That that should'll open up his shooting and I think it'll make him a more consistent shooter. And I think it'll make him a less streaky shooter. Because you know he goes through his bad streaks. So that's what I would love to see from Curry. So if like I 
he will get all the praise in the world from me for making that adjustment. I also feel like it's also Coach Kurt, you know, Kerr's uh, place to be encouraging that. So we get remember there. you heard. We get in there. Just yeah. remember you heard this here first. Yep. It's Bully Ball Curry going for it. Go back and watch some of the tape. He's grabbing folks after he's finishing. He's pushing them. Curry just figured out he has size on him now. People are not paying attention to it. Curry went from 180 to he's 195 now. He has some size on him. And that's the thing. One thing that people forget is Curry's 6'5". Curry's 6'3". Is he 6'3"? I believe he's 6'5". 6'3"? Okay, maybe nothing. Oh, but... Okay, maybe it maybe he's, that's an exaggeration. I, I, that I'll let down you know, somewhere. being six three, weighing one eighty, is tiny. Like he's one ninety five now. Like, be, but like, be, but being if you're six three, one ninety five in today's NBA, you're you're you got size. When I was like when I weighed one eighty, like uh, coming out of coming out of tech school and being six foot, I I thought I looked like a rail. Like I was like I was like what the I thought but if I was you're, but if you're a muscu- if you're a muscularly lean one ninety five that is big yeah like Curry, no. Curry can deadlift six hundred pounds yeah see that's what I'm saying like if you if you said bully ball like I don't know if I'm gonna ask you to change the name of what you're calling it because bully, bully I, ball. I feel like you should take that part out of it but you know what I'm gonna watch now if you're gonna call it bully ball then then I gotta watch bully it ball then. I gotta watch go that. watch what he, go watch what he did to mm-hmm. CJ he kept pushing into him pushing uh, using his shoulders he's he, he's 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 initiating contact when he dips now even after he did a layup on um CJ he went out of bounds. He came back. CJ was standing there. He grabbed CJ by his collar and pulled him back and looked at him. And was like, "Yeah, bitch." He found out he has size and he's trying. Is he, to is he getting? Is he going to get physical on defense and actually do some on defense? That's that's the question. Oh, you you haven't been watching this. His defense got yeah, better. Yeah. Now this no, is no, the funny no, no. part. This, this yeah. is the funny part. Everybody who's watching that doesn't know me is going to look at yeah. me and see these warrior things and think I'm supporting Curry. I fucking hate Steph Curry. That's why I have a yeah. No, Thompson's yeah. my favorite. Curry is doing all the things that all, all the uh, flaws in his games. He's fixing now. Defense. He's yeah. been fighting through screens. He's been running up. He'll foul somebody now. And he doesn't even get upset. He just be like, yeah. "I did it." And, and I'll and, and I'll say this for the people that think that we knock Curry a lot on this show, or just know him as a person. The things that he's trying to improve this year, these are the things that we wanted to see from him four years ago. That's the reason why we were not not knocking him. But that's we were just pointing out the flaws or the the gape. It felt like gaping holes in, in his game. Right. Or like, and it's not in. The, and and the thing is, for somebody like Curry, the sky is the limit for his abilities. Based on his abilities and his skill sets, the sky is the limit. So when people want to crown him and say, like, people wanted to crown him so early and be like, yo, this he's this and that as a point guard. I'm like, yo you understand, like, I'm not giving him credit for playing below his potential. As great as he is, as great as you've seen him, he's been playing below his potential this whole time. And that's the one thing that I want people to understand. We wasn't knocking him just because, you know, we're just haters. It's like, yo, if you understood I'm a the hater. potential. If, yeah, you're a hater. You, you, but then you're also a Golden State fan and you, you love Clay. So, but, but, but yeah, like, it, it, but if you understand Curry's potential, you will understand that, like, if Curry plays to his potential, offensively and he puts in the effort defensively um he could be the he could be 
in that top conversation for best point guard of all time. He could go. He could. He could. He could be possibly the best point guard of all time without being in the top five uh, of being in the top five of court vision for a point guard, which is the which is which would be insane. Right. Because when you talk about the top guys, you're talking Jason Kidd. You're talking. You're talking Magic Johnson. You're talking all guys that were able to just it, like go into a zone to where they just dissect what's happening and just pick it apart. I don't think Curry will ever get there because that's just something that people are. I feel like that's just a talent that people are just born with. The offense doesn't allow it. The offense is too high IQ for him to even have to worry about it. It's a luxury that was taken from him, to be honest. Yeah, so, so he wouldn't even have had a chance to develop it. Got you. I see what you're saying, but I'm saying like I'm not expecting to ever see that from him. But if you if you if you're gonna tell me that Steph Curry can shoot at the efficiency that he's shooting and still and, and be able to be a middle of the pack to above average defender, it's a wrap. That, that's it. That's it. So yeah. Well, well, fellas, I'm going to say this. Um, it seems like we con- we ended up hitting all of our topics in a roundabout way. Be- because, you definitely took the scenic route. Yeah, because <laughs> everything just kind of went off the rails a little bit. But not, but that's cool. I like I like it. I like to see new things. You know, I had I played less host and more moderator this time to keep us yeah. going on track, which is kind of cool. But uh. Yeah. With that being said, man, we are hitting that clock, hitting that time. I would love to have Ricky on again next week if he's available. Uh, that'd be yeah, dope. I can do it. Hey, excellent. And um, and we'll see what we'll see what next week holds for us because we got uh we got football playoffs this weekend, fellas. Uh, Lord, please don't let the Seahawks lose. If the Seahawks lose, I'm going to have to look at these motherfuckers. Please just let us win this first game. Yo, yo. Mark. Yo, you know you know, I got my Russell Wilson shush memes lined up, dog. They ready. I thought you do Hey, hey, no. You know what? You know what I will say, Mark? And I'm going to take this shit back. I usually don't do this, and I don't do it in this fashion. But I'm about to walk back damn near everything I said about not liking the playoff situation this year because at the end of the day mark you know what i found once all the teams got locked into place i immediately found myself excited about seeing six games instead of four Mm. and i hate that i hate this about the nfl it's like i don't care just give me more nfl baby it, it doesn't even matter like i don't even care about all the other shit i was talking about last on last week's episode right, right. now there's six games and in all of them i think either team can win that's just where i'm at and i'm like please like it, each every team has a chance and if as long as every team is going to have a chance and people think the most ridiculous situation is the nfc east you got the, you got washington playing in tampa uh, they can. They have the defensive pieces. Everybody knows Tom Brady sucks under pressure. Listen, so, man. a monster. Pace in sweat. You got a you, Montez is a dude as a defensive end that ran at four four forty. Like these are problems. Before we go, 
We're gonna be here yeah, three hours. Next week. Stop. Next week. Stop. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Like he does this a lot. He does this a lot. Where he like, <laughs> I do try keep... to sneak in play sneak in plays at the end of the game after the after the whistles blow. Yes. Yeah, like the, <laughs> like he, 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 he yeah, he's a cheap shot artist. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, like he make you want to keep talking. I'll be like, dog, gotta go. Nah, nah my bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw I'll some shit in there you can't debate. <laughs> I'll be done talking. I find it hilarious that you want more football but less basketball. That's a throwback to last episode. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, listen. Yep. Listen, no, but see, I'm not of that mindset. I think football is perfect. I think the I think the setup football that that it had, I believed it to be perfect as is. Yeah. Like um and I think Anything else was greed. Yeah. Uh, but look, man. Um. If y'all, I'm gonna just. Well. Yeah. Let's just end this and we'll talk. Yeah. So talk off off cam. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Link, like, subscribe, sub to the channel. You know what it is. Um. Uh, sub to the YouTube. Follow us on uh, Facebook. Follow the eye test. Follow me on Twitter. I'm going to start being active, man. Your boy Silent Partner. I'm gonna throw that on down here in the description on YouTube and throw it into the anchor as well. Like start being active during these games. So if you want to interact with me during the games, follow me on Twitter, follow follow the eye test on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and uh and also shout out to Ricky um and the wait till you hear this podcast, man. Uh every Sunday. New episode is out every Sunday, so if you if you enjoy Ricky's jokes, you get more of that with with him and his co-host Dane and Darius. So, with that being said, we out of here. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, if you fuck with us, we fuck with y'all. Peace. <laughs>